Andrew, mm-hmm. I think the the many, many thousands, hundreds of thousands of listeners to this podcast, I don't look at the metrics. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And you're close. Uh, yeah. Um, I think we all need to know, did you run into Jim Guy again? Yes. Oh. Two days ago. Yeah, I did. Uh, he was, uh, I was sitting on a bench uh, between sets. Just kind of getting my wits about me, you know what I mean? I think I was doing, I was doing like dumb, dumbbell bench press, I think. So I like lay down, I, I like sit up, I put the put the dumbbells down, and he just walks across. He just right in front of me. He he, uh, his uh, band bandana that was covering his face was like all askew and fucked up. I don't know what he was mm-hmm. doing. So he's like trying to fix it while he was walking, not wearing the duster this time. This time just like a shitty black jacket, like a canvas black jacket um fucking okay so fingerless gloves i've noticed now they're like um they've got like not pads like fighting gloves but pads like um have you seen like longboarding gloves oh yeah yeah with like the plastic maybe like paintball gloves they might be they're probably i think they're probably paintball gloves um and he was still wearing this the cyberpunk uh steampunk um uh welder's glasses uh so just normal asic shoes like i I don't know that's the one thing that was and in his left hand pair of drumsticks yeah i wonder if the like doc martens are probably hard to work out in yeah he probably he probably showed up the first time in some bullshit you know what i mean and realized hey you know i i can i can i can keep it real to an extent but i still got to get something going on here you know i wonder if the duster was also a uh a hindrance an, an audible yeah because a duster is heavy dude that's a that's yeah a that sucks and then like yeah. you're if you're doing anything sitting down you're sitting on the duster so like, you can't get like full extension sitting up and like yeah. it's just stupid I'm, it's a really stupid thing to wear athletic clothes to the fucking gym you asshole or, like or just like a t-shirt and some basketball shorts that's what i go to the gym in well that's what i mean like something you can move around in like i go to the gym in fucking sweatpants quite often you can move around in sweatpants no problem you know what i mean you're like you're gonna sweat oh the duster the duster has to stink that is a stinky duster if i've ever smelled one (laughs) and it probably stinks anyway i don't want to i don't want to throw aspersions at this gentleman i bet he's i bet he stinks we've never met a guy in a duster who smells good yeah it just doesn't uh, happen (laughs) He's like he's watched The Crow or WCW nineteen ninety seven too many times, and he's like, "That's the look." Either yeah. one of those, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or he's, he's trying to be some fucking gunslinger from the West, and he's just he's 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 slinging gross. <laughs> yeah. who, who also rocks? <laughs> yeah, he's a musk gotta, slinger. Yeah, you got to remember that he rocks. So uh, he is a rocker. He is a rocking. Same secondly, same long flowing hair. Secondly, um, I wish in, I could take a picture of it. <laughs> in keeping with uh, the topic of today's episode, Burt Kreischer yeah. has a movie coming out this weekend called The Machine. Uh huh. Are you not at the theater? Because I know that's not necessarily your gig. Are you ever going to go see? The I Machine? get free tickets now. Yeah. Um. I don't know if you know that. I don't know if I've said that on the podcast. Um, <laughs> you went one time. So you see cocaine bear. It's, yeah. it's, it's the end of May. Uh, I need, I need, I really need to do, I feel bad. They gave me a fucking, you know what I mean? I live yeah, in the yeah. city now. Um, 
I don't know, man. Like, I like Burt Kreischer. He's not, <laughs> I'm not going to draft Burt Kreischer today. I, I felt safe in bringing his name up because I didn't feel like he was going to make it onto any list. No, he's a very funny guy. He's really good on podcasts. Um, he's like a storytelling style comedy. Not my, not always my favorite type of comedy, but when done well, I have somebody who's a storyteller that I'm pretty sure I'm going to draft because I don't, I don't know if you're going to draft him. Um, so like I respect Burt Kreischer a lot. He's got an insane story. Um, not only just the machine thing, uh, just being, he went to Florida state university and didn't give a fuck and, and, uh, just partied the whole time. And then I think it was like Rolling Stone magazine, uh, the hardest partying man in the U S or yeah, they just found him and made him like King partier. So then he like, he was like, fuck it. I'm just going to be a comedian and comedian just worked out because of his personality and how he was. And he's a talented guy. Like this is not like he lucked into everything. He lucked into certain things, but he's a talented guy. Then he gets all these TV shows on discovery and all that that I never watched, but they sound very interesting. And I like Bert. Bert's like perfect for stuff like that. Um, and then he gets plugged in with Rogan and, um, his, his podcast with Tom Segura is hilarious. And so, you know, I hope the movie does really well. I don't really fucking care at all. Like, um, but I, I, I wouldn't say like, this is my thing. I, there hasn't been a really good comedy made in a long time in my, that I've seen at least or heard of, um, there might have been one, and if somebody's out there like, "Yeah, actually, in France, fucking, I, I don't, I don't care." You know what I mean? Sure. Um, but so, like, I hope it's good, man. I, I, I love it when comics get stuff like that. But when comics get stuff like that, it doesn't always end up good, you know? Yeah, my concern is that the machine story is not does not have the legs for the I mean the movie's only an hour well it's an hour and 52 minutes it seems like a long way you're pushing to go it. you're pushing it uh, and they build in like a he's going back to Russia yeah they so the, like, they don't they don't they might like fly through the actual machine story which is a very yeah. good story and I believe him I believe that at least most of it's real um he he has he he hasn't in this in this story he hasn't uh, admitted to it but he has admitted that he embellishes stories uh, a lot. That's like something right. he's open about. He's like, we all fucking lie a little bit, you know? Uh, but I believe and, that at and least... To make the, and to make the story better? I don't care. If you're on if, stage, if you're on yeah. stage, you can lie all you want. Like if you, if, if you, Dusty, and I were talking to each other and you were told, told me some crazy story about your life and it turned out you were lying, that'd be weird. If you're on right. stage... Lie all you want. You don't. Yeah. You don't sign a contract when you go up there. Everybody, every <laughs> comic is like, the other day I was. Oh yeah, the other day were you? Did that happen the other day? Yeah. Um, there's a there's a very famous comedian that just goes, uh, I don't do segues. He's like, oh yeah, shut up, do your joke. Shut up, do, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, you that's, weren't. Do your joke. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's exactly uh, how it is. So, yeah, I uh, this time we have a strange father story. How do you feel about that, Mark Hamill? Is I'm okay uh, with that. It's it's, it's, dead. it's not a it's not a sequel. So if he yeah. had a daughter in this movie, I wouldn't be mad. And that's the thing. Right. That's why I want everybody to know I'm not a sexist. Uh-huh. If he talks about it because he has two daughters that he talks about all the time, Georgia and Isla. And if 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 they were worked into this movie somehow, I'm not angry. I'm talking about shoot. If they made a machine two, and it was about <laughs> the the female machine, you know, yeah. ma hyphen she. 
Yeah. <laughs> mom Sheen. Yeah, yeah, Mom Sheen. Thank you. That's yeah. better. Uh, then yeah, well, that's, that's Ma Sheen, if, I guess. If this movie made a bunch of money and then they made a uh, like a oh it's a, it's a younger girl one, but she's like smarter, you know. If they did that, then right. it'd be a problem. But <clears throat> I'm I'm cool with that. It's fucking Luke Skywalker, which is rad. Yeah, um, that's very. I mean, and Hamill always seems up for it. Like he doesn't care, you know. Like it, what is a cock knocker? To, yeah. What's, <laughs> who the fuck is cock knocker? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Like he's got nothing to prove. You know what I mean? So like, he, it looks like he's in for the fun. Um, and Jimmy Tatro's the, in it. Apparently, that's how you say his name, Tatro. I thought it was Tatro forever. He was funny on Vine. Okay. Um, the, he was one of the three people who were funny on Vine. Um, I'm unfamiliar with his work. Bef- but... Before Vine ruined the fucking comedy industry of, <laughs> as a whole. Um, and turned into TikTok and turned into a bunch of horseshit kids fucking walking into places and being like, Oh, man, I'm so funny. I'm knocking over things at Target, you fucking assholes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I see some of that because uh, now that where I work, there's a mall across the street. Oh, so you just see TikTokers so... everywhere. Well, and like in the blistering heat of the valley, I like to go for walks on my my breaks and my lunch, you know, get my steps in. Uh, But now I can go to the air-conditioned mall. And so I just go and I walk around the mall. Um, And so I'll just see what appears to be a bunch of obnoxious kids running around the mall, which could be TikTokers, could just be people who go to the mall. Could be just those damn meddling kids. Yeah, but so the the bullshit, all those, like, see – this is this is a fucking two hour conversation, but trolling has became very big, yeah. and trolling has become very big because everybody wants to be funny, but almost nobody's funny. So the easiest way to get laughs out of people while not being funny is to be an asshole or to troll people, yeah. and uh, so it's the lowest common denominator. So that's why you have all these kids doing stupid shit on fucking. Vine and and well, it started with Vine now with um, TikTok because nobody's funny anymore. Um, or like we could talk about uh, if some pics come up, the people that are doing it don't understand the difference between them and the people who are funny who are doing it. Yeah, like, because they don't they don't but, understand the actual formula and the the language of humor, right? Right. Um. So it's like you know how many like. Please, uh, this is a this is a PSA out there. Stop sending me videos on Instagram. Just stop. I am all day. My phone is buzzing, and I'm like, oh man, wonder who wants to talk to me. Nope, I'm somebody <laughs> else's fucking video repository because people yeah. find something that's mildly amusing and message me on Instagram and send it to me, and I'm getting them all day, and I'm fucking sick of it. They're not funny. They're not you. You don't know my sense of humor, except right. for Kai. Kai's <laughs> listening to this. I know she's listening to this, and she sends me shit all the time. Sometimes too often. Talked to her about it last night, but she doesn't have to stop. You sound like a delight to be friends with. I have to, t- no, <laughs> I have to tell. No, listen. It's it is it is emotional labor at this point. Yeah. You are you are you are. I am. I have. I don't respond anymore. If some like nobody, I don't yeah. respond to anybody who sends me that shit, especially the ones that all the time do it. Like Dusty, right. you very rarely send me shit, so I'm gonna watch the shit that you send me because you've right. built a trust. <laughs> right. You filter the bullshit. Right. Yeah. People just send me fucking everything, dog, and it drives me well, nuts. 
it's it's also one of your pet peeves. I don't want to put you on blast here. It is a pet peeve of mine as well. Um, you have long <laughs> rallied against the hey, let me bring you into this room and show you a nine minute YouTube video. Oh my god, that dude. I think is very funny. And we've had situations. We have very similar senses of humor. You showed me one of the funniest things I've seen in quite a long time recently during WrestleMania weekend. But you had to like build up all this preface. Of like, <laughs> it was, I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you the this. Tim Robinson video. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna show you this, but like, I'm not gonna watch you watch it. But yeah. like, you should watch it if you haven't seen it. Because and we can turn it funny. off whenever. And I'm actually <laughs> kind of feel bad for even making you watch this shit. Like, yeah, there's like an entire preamble that has to go into it beforehand uh, because we're all scarred from just having people just be like, watch this 10 minute thing. And like 10 minutes is too long. If you don't have something built up with somebody. Oh yeah. And like, you, you, how about that feeling when like somebody's like, Hey, have you seen this YouTube video? And they pull it up on their phone and they're yeah. holding their phone and you have to watch it. And it's fucking, you see how slowly that dot is moving across the screen. And yeah. then you do the passive aggressive tap the screen. How fucking long <laughs> is this video that you're showing me? Yeah. And then, and then they, they just stand there. You have to watch the whole, I listen, I'm a nice guy for the most part. <laughs> Sure. I do not entertain that shit anymore. I go, I literally will tell them, are you really going to fucking try to make me watch a four-minute fucking YouTube video as we're yeah. sitting here having a good time? Don't do that to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, that uh, Tim Robinson thing, yeah, one of the funniest things I've seen. Yeah, so if anybody, if anybody uh, hasn't seen it, it's Tim Robinson. I can't. I don't even know. They, they don't really name the sketches. It's if you look up Carl Havoc, Tim Tim yeah. Robinson. It's about a fucking prank show gone wrong, basically. But uh, new season of that show comes out uh, May thirtieth, yeah. and I'm excited. Um, For what? Yeah. <laughs> to what end? You said it was funny. I said it was interesting. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, so the machine, not to dissuade anyone, it has a 33% on Rotten Tomatoes. Does it really? <laughs> yeah, but critics also hate comedy, so I don't know. I don't know if it's bad and it's funny, or if it's bad and it's not funny. When does it come out? It comes out this weekend. So, but I would, I would have to bet that if you think Burt Kreischer's funny, that you would think this movie's funny. Like, I can't imagine that he lost the reins on his most famous story. I just wonder, I don't know that there's an hour and 52 minutes there without really, uh, falling under some labor, you know? Yeah. It's but. getting, it's, <laughs> I would say the, the, the reviews are mixed, but there yeah. are some, some people are saying, uh, I'm seeing some, like some promising things that they say, you know, yeah. it says there's a lot of comedian navel gazing. I'm okay with that. I like na- yeah. I like comedian naval games. Uh, um, the comics pre-existing fans should hope should find plenty to love, but anyone who goes into it hoping for any kind of liter- literary substance, why? Why would you? <laughs> why would you go to the machine? Is Bert Kreischer? This sounds like this sounds like Bert Kreischer made a Kevin Smith movie, or it's like, yeah, it's good yeah. if you like Kevin Smith. If you don't like Kevin Smith, why are you watching this fucking movie? Right. <laughs> the best thing about the machine is that it's not as awful as it could be could have been for a movie based on stand-up so yeah look there's I not want, many, there are not very many bits that get turned into a whole movie i want a movie you know? <laughs> and i'm gonna i'm gonna talk to hollywood about this i've got i've got guys yeah i want a whole movie made out of john mulaney's salt and pepper bar <laughs> salt and pepper <laughs> diner 
bit yeah. about where he plays What's New Pussycat a bunch of times in a row. 19 times in a row. Whole movie. Yeah. yeah. I, great bit. It would be great if you could build, you could build like a heist movie around it or something, you know? Like <laughs> the first time it plays, it cuts to whatever they're doing in the Ocean's Eleven style. Yeah, way, like one of the, back the hacker, the, they set the hacker guy up at the diner. Yeah, but uh, or the guy who's like supposed to like turn off the security system, but he's yeah. so fucking he's going he's gone into madness because two shithead kids keep playing what's new pussycat over, over yeah. the jukebox. Which, by the way, as a troll, very funny. It is so, a very funny troll. It's a, you yeah. know it's it it doesn't really hurt anybody, but it yeah. would. I, I, I don't know. Like I I am a bothered person sometimes. You know what I mean. Sure. We just talked about the the fucking sending me videos. Stop doing it. But. <laughs> If if two kids kept playing What's New Pussycat at the diner that I'm at, I don't know if I don't think I'd get angry. I don't it think would, would it would turn the corner, I bet. Like it would be annoying. Yeah. And it's a it parabola. Would, yeah, it would get so absurd it would be funny. It's the Peter Griffin chicken yeah. fight, you know? So uh with that in mind, Andrew, do you want to <laughs> jump it off so we can tell more people what it is that we think is funny? Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah. let's play that theme song. Welcome to Snark Marks, everybody. We are a very funny podcast out of the Central Valley of California. I'm Andrew. That's Dusty. Uh, uh, we have a whole back catalog of a bunch of shit. Uh, we started off as a wrestling podcast. Check that out if you like wrestling at all. We went through everything. If you like, think about something in wrestling, I'm waiting. We did it. We talked about that. And if we didn't, hit us up. You know what I mean? We will talk about it because we're still down to do wrestling because we still love the fucking squared circle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Word up. We're fans uh, of the we, we, we miss you fucking uh, superstar Billy Graham up in heaven yeah. listening <laughs> to Snark Marks, you know? So uh, follow us on Instagram and uh, Twitter at Snark Marks Pod. Follow Dusty on Twitter at Snark Mark D. I'm on Instagram at Andrew Idell. Follow us on your favorite podcast apps that is the most important thing if you if you only are allowed to are you if you're only allowing yourselves to do one of those things that i just listed go back and unfollow dusty and then <laughs> follow us on your favorite podcast app so you get notifications when we are putting out new episodes which we do every week so yeah. um this is episode 103 i'm not titling the episodes on fucking itunes anymore it's laborious and it let's just get to the title you know we don't yeah. what are we doing so um but this is one we've talked about doing since. I mean, we even talked about doing it. I think a little bit before the brand split, uh, the brand, the brand, the brand split. Look, I'm in fucking wrestling mode <laughs> yep. again. Um, before the rebranding, but and Kai, actually, I want to let you know, Kai's trying to take credit for this with Kai Connolly, who was uh, on the uh, the Jurassic Park episode a couple episodes ago. She's trying to take credit for the idea for the stand-up comedy draft, and I was like, look, parallel thinking. A lot of people thought about that. You yeah. know what I mean? My dad told me to do a stand-up comedy draft. Sure. My fucking cat told me to do it. it <laughs> Deep Impact and Armageddon. You know? Yeah. It's um, a so, meteor movie. You know? Yeah. Somebody it's, thought it's of it. Under Pressure and Ice Ice Baby. It's not the same yeah. song. <laughs> not the same. Um, so, uh, yeah, we... 
Dusty and I are, are, are um, aficionados. We we love stand up comedy. If if there's something that Dusty and I like equally, like if we if there's something that we're both very passionate about and we're both like like if if you know Dusty really loves wrestling and uh, I like wrestling. Well, I guess MMA we're both super into, but comedy is like the biggest thing that we're both into. Um, yeah, if, you're, if you're tracking the Andrew Dusty friendship building blocks, uh, stand-up comedy is one of the main pillars of that. Holding holding the structure up, yeah, so, you know, as it were. When uh, when I when I train Dusty in his job currently, you're welcome. Um, thank you. The first day he, I, he noticed that I just had pictures of comics all around my cubicle, lame as fuck, but. I, I, I wanted to I did it because I was doing stand up at the time and I wanted to just live in comedy all the time. Yeah. So like And a Charles Bukowski quote. Boo And Charles Bukowski, Boo bro. This man. I'm sad. <laughs> I'm sad. Life sucks, bro. Yeah. What the fuck? Uh, yeah. what are you doing, Karen? Yeah. Karen? <laughs> but I, I have a neutral milk hotel tattoo, so boo yeah. me also, you know. And I and I you know, Bukowski had some things to think about. You know what I mean? Yeah, he, was, yeah, he, was yeah. a, he was a miserable drunk, but like <laughs> That's always the funny thing. It's like, man, that guy really understood the world. It's like he was a miserable drunk. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, that that's also a dangerous thing of uh, stand-up comedy that we could get to. Yeah, you know, later on. But yeah, like Andrew had pictures of comics that I recognized that like were guys that I didn't think anybody else really knew from around where we are because it's not that I was super into it to a degree that somebody else couldn't be. It's just not something you typically find in the area that we live. And he had a bunch of comics that I'd never heard of that he like put me on, which was also very, which was also great. Yeah. You know? I, so I, I started like, I liked comedy growing up. Um, I've talked about it a lot. I was, uh, I, I didn't grow up with neighbors. Um, I grew up literally in a hundred year old house in the middle of an olive grove. And so I, um, you know, people are always like, I wonder why Andrew's the way he is. I mean, you know, yeah. um, I grew up, you know, I would go outside and throw a ball against the wall or I would stay inside and watch old comedy, like uh, old. I'm talking old comedy. I'm talking yeah. like black and white, freaking Laurel and Hardy, Abbott and Costello, Red Skelton, um, Ed, Ed Sullivan show type stuff with fucking Jackie Mason and all that shit. So um, and then I, I, I got really into stand up after hearing um somebody i'm gonna draft uh so i don't mm -hmm. want to i don't want to put his name in your head in case you forgot right. about it um <laughs> and then uh i liked stand up i would watch all the comedy central presents when they came out um and i would like anytime that was up on my on as soon as i got cable i was so excited because i got to watch comedy central presents and then i got a job delivering sandwiches and that was right about the time right before i started doing stand up and um I would just play Pandora, I would play com comedians. Um, and that's where I f like found, that's where I, I got like my um, education in modern standup. Cause I, I knew all the older guys, but like the modern standup education, that's where I first heard Bill Burr and like right. Rogan's early stuff and like all, all that stuff. I say the early stuff cause the most recent Rogan stuff has not been very good. Um, <laughs> but um Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. you gotta use your alpha brain, dude. That's, yeah, I know that. I don't have. Don't get the bits I don't anymore. have enough shroom tech. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. So then, 
I did stand up for a few years and had a lot of fun. And, um, and then I, I don't, I can't really watch it the same anymore. And I still enjoy it. And like, I haven't gotten through, like even Mulaney's new special was very good. Um, he was, uh, honest. He talked about being a Coke addict and all that shit. I watched like 60% of it and I loved it. Canaan just put out a new special. I watched like 60% of it. I loved it. Didn't finish it. Um, So, like, it, I have a different relationship with it now, but I still, like, all I care about in, like, to a fault, all I care about is how to make people laugh. And these guys make people laugh uh, the best. They're the fucking Einsteins of comedy, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's similar. Uh, they used to show comedy late night on, like, uh, regular TV on like NBC on Friday nights, they would show like stand-up specials and stuff. And I had Comedy Central, and I remember I couldn't watch some of the guys, Mm -hmm. but like Dana Carvey's first special uh, after he left SNL played constantly. And I would just watch it, and I would just be like, man, imagine being so far, like you have all those people, and you just, and you can manipulate them and control them with your words and like, you know, <clears throat> the art to that and how to get people to laugh and how to know how to do it and like the ins and outs of it. And so, uh, I used to go buy like CD, the comedy CDs were like huge, you know, whenever I first got into college and that, like the other fun thing about stand up is like, it grows with you as you grow. So like there are guys that were very important to me when I first started listening to stand up that like aren't guys that I care about anymore. Yeah. Cause I moved on to guys that were closer to things that like matter to me. Yeah, yeah. I, there's, there's somebody who I initially thought was the goat. Um, who I, well, I, I'm sure, I'm sure he'll come up today, but like, I see how that works. Like your, your, what, first of all, your humor evolves. For better or for worse, it just changes, you know what I mean? And your perspective changes and what you, like, everything changes as you go. So there's, it's always changing. Like, there's there's a couple guys on here that uh, that um, I'll, I'll like forever and I've loved them ever since the, I remember the first time I heard them and shit like that. But there's also people who, you know, have fallen down the list or went up the list, you know what I mean? For a while, I thought Joe Rogan was one of the best comics. Um, like I said, his early stuff, Talking Monkeys in Space and Shiny Happy Jihad, are fucking great specials. But I venture to say, I venture to guess, neither of us are going to draft Joe Rogan today. So, like, so, like, that's, it's, it just, it changes as it goes. And as guys put more things out, that's going to be the interesting thing is, like, you know, we talked last week about um, certain artists die before they can fall off. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, uh, this is, it's, in comedy, it's even more because, you have we've talked you you and i've talked about this concept all the time you have you have your whole life to write your first special yeah and you got a few years to write the next one so like the first special is the the best of your entire career um shout out to aziz ansari you know what i mean um <laughs> right we stand a one album legend yeah what, what, what was that one called intimate moments for sensual evening or something like yeah. that is that the one that's a fucking great stand-up special uh, the second one was the same stand-up special, yeah. but it wasn't as refined. So, like, um, 
the longevity goes into a lot of things. There's just a lot of that goes into this, and I, I love stand-up comedy to my core. I've never like I, I'm not saying I'll never do it again. Um, I've I've actually been writing a little bit, but it's something that I'll only ever like. I don't. I, it's not a hobby to me. It's yeah. not. It's not something that I'm just going to do every once in a while, like like going to a fucking uh, singing open mic. You know, I don't give yeah. a fuck about singing. <laughs> like comedy is like well, everything that I care about in my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and I always, you know, like you always. I think if you're a funny person or you fancy yourself a funny person you've always flirted with the idea of going and doing it. Like certainly I have, but like I have too much, <laughs> I have too much fear uh, of bombing, which I know is a necessary part of, of doing standup. Yeah. But I also have too much respect for the medium to do it bad. Like I don't, I don't want to be bad at it. Even if it, it's, even if it doesn't matter, I don't want to be bad at it. It takes five you know? to 10 years to get, any good any kind like, of comfortable on stage like I, some I, guys do it faster than others but it takes a long time and we've talked about it like i consider myself i've i've honed the craft of playing drums for a long time and i consider myself good at playing drums and when i see someone uh, bad playing drum, like it hurts me to, oh yeah to, to see it and that's not to say those people shouldn't continue to do it or whatever and probably makes me an asshole but the most uncomfortable that i ever was when we used to do open mics is watching a person try to do stand-up who's like because i've only seen because i've only seen the best yeah yeah like it's, it's, it's funny watching it's funny like i told you i wasn't gonna watch you watch uh uh tim robinson yeah. I was watching you watch that comedian because you had never <laughs> seen somebody truly bomb in person before. Yeah. And uh, I've truly bombed. Like, I have bombed multiple times. Uh, it's it's a fucking helpless feeling. You are drowning, and yeah. nobody's there to help you. And, like, they want to help you. They want you to do good. Until sometimes the crowds just fucking hate your guts. Right. But, like... Um, well, I, had to, I, like, I have to go outside. Because yeah. I don't, I don't want to be a negative presence to that person who's just performing and working on their thing. But it's hard for me to see somebody and the the person running the open mic. For a comedian, you have to have a light. You have to tell them, look, you get five minutes. Yeah. And if they go, if if they if they're coming up on five minutes and they're making the crowd laugh and it doesn't seem like they're losing steam, you can let them go. But you say you get five minutes. And then you can even give them the light at four and say, look, you got to get the fuck off the stage. Like you're killing the crowd because nobody wants to watch. Like watching bad comedy is worse than watching bad music. Unless the bad music is like literally death metal with, uh, with bad, bad off time death metal with Yoko Ono singing. Like that's the only thing I can think of that's worse music wise than bad comedy. And like, because comedy you can't stand up comedy. You cannot practice at home. I made right. that mistake when I was younger. Uh, uh, there's certain guys like like Daniel Tosh. His stuff is very written out. It's it's he, he's good at reacting to the crowd. He is. It's not like he completely ignores the crowd or anything. He's good at reacting to the crowd. But his jokes are very structured and very written out. They're not very conversational. If you listen to him, you can tell he's written every word of this. Right. So when you're like that, you can. But he's an anomaly. He's a fucking unicorn. Um, most of the guys you can, like Hedberg, Hedberg, same thing. You can you can like you can write those jokes, but like the delivery of those jokes, he delivered a lot of those jokes differently every time. 
And right. um, that was kind of the magic of him. So, um, yeah. So what we're going to do is, because we could talk about stand-up for fucking hours. Now, I, I want to do more stand-up um, uh, uh, shows, but uh, we're going to do a draft of our favorite comedians. Um, we're going to start off with 10 comics each. Um, and then we've got some categories, and we'll go through the categories uh, you want to go through the categories now, or do you want to go through? Yeah, go ahead and list them. Go ahead and list them. Yeah. So I had uh, created a list for uh, classic comedian, which is pre seventies, um, then seventies comedian, eighties comedian, nineties comedian, a two thousands comedian, and someone from the twenty tens. Um, favorite current comedian, favorite comedy troupe, uh, international pick favorite female comic uh doesn't have to just be in that category if you want to pick elsewhere uh musical comic musical comedy that is not weird al um that was a big distinction because weird al's a musician who writes funny songs he is not a comedian who plays music uh which would be my delineation there i agree um, and favorite special uh favorite comedians television show and I put best comedian in a new format because uh, I had a couple of ideas for that. So like podcasts, TikTok, et cetera. Who do we think's killing it in the world where we are now? Um, so, but those are just parameters for drafts after we do uh, what essentially is a top five each, basically, right? We're trying to draft. Well, I, I, my, my, my thing was 10 each. Do you want to do five each or do you want to oh, do 10 Oh, 10 each? Okay. Uh, yeah, let's do let's do ten. All right, that's because okay, and this is the rule, as we we discussed uh, previously. If somebody's picked, they're burnt. You can't yeah. pick them for the for the, the categories. You can't like if I pick somebody in the draft, Dusty can't use them as their international comedian. You know, right. um, so uh, that's this is going to be tough. And I did not. Dusty did a lot more research than I did. Uh, because I have had a whale of a week at work, um, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna figure this out. I've, I've, I'm pretty confident in a lot of my picks. Um, the, the the decades, a couple of the decades are really are really uh, really uh, uh, stumping me because there's a couple guys like in a certain in one decade that I'm looking at that I think you're gonna pick. So right. like. Um, I, I have one, uh, but uh, I, I'll, I'll see how I feel about it. But, okay, so we will decide it. The first overall pick, I know who my first overall pick is, 100%. Sure. Um, we will decide by a coin flip. Uh, Dusty, I am a gentleman. I'll, I'll allow you to pick heads or tails. I'm going to go heads. Okay, and I just want to let you know on this coin flip generator website, um, we've got, uh, goddamn, uh, heads is a head, 168 million, 500, that's too big of a number for me to read. Uh, heads is a head. <laughs> yeah. They should have it broken down statistically. There's no commas. Really. Yeah. Uh, 16 million. Okay. 16 million, to uh, 16,799,267. So we're close. Oh, okay. You did pick you big did pick heads. I'll I'll click the reset button just to make sure, you know what I mean? Yep. Let's flip this coin. You heard the thing? 
It's tails. Okay. It, it is tails. <clears throat> it is tails. You are going, I believe. Oh, I had my list up for a second there. Did you see it? <laughs> no, didn't see it. I believe I'm going to surprise you with my first pick, but I want this guy. Okay. And I know you have this guy. Yep. My first pick. It's going to hurt, isn't it? I think it's going to hurt. <laughs> Unless you want to uh, spray your clothes with documents. <laughs> God my first pick, my yeah. first pick is one Mitch Hedberg. Um, Mitch Hedberg is, in my estimation, the greatest one-liner com- comedian of all time. Um, you've also got Stephen Wright as a one-liner comedian. A lot of older guys as one-liner comedians. Anthony Jeselnik is a one-liner comedian. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Jeselnik kind of like. Sp- he goes into stories and stuff, longer form stuff, but I, I still consider him kind of a one-liner comedian. Um, died of a heroin a speedball overdose, I think. Yeah. Um, just one of the greatest comics of all time. Um, somebody that I knew was probably pretty high up on your list. And he was going to be my first. He was going to be my first overall pick. Was he really? Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I was trying to swerve you. <laughs> yeah. So, exactly. Uh, yeah, I Hed, Hedberg is the guy that I think of when I think of those late nights watching random comedy. I don't know who's coming up. It's just ten minute sets from whoever on Premium Blend or whatever it is that they're showing. And I remember just being enthralled by this guy. The whole thing, like he's he doesn't seem confident. He doesn't seem awake. He doesn't <laughs> seem any of these things. And he's the funniest person. <laughs> That you've ever met, and you can't do Mitch Hedberg's act. You think you can? Everybody, everybody thinks they can. You can't. You can't do it. You like the genius of his joke writing is that you think you could do it, but you can't. He's like one, and, he, he's one. Of the, go ahead, sorry. And the delivery, like the whole package, you could do a good Mitch impression. I do a good Mitch impression. You do a good Mitch impression. You, but to to think of it. To have the to have like that within you is truly special, and it's terrible he died right whenever it seemed like he was about to take off. Yeah, there's so the like, the guys who wrote Freakonomics, uh, they wrote this book called Think Like a Freak about like people who look at things like just slightly different from a different angle and completely change the game. And I feel like Mitch Hedberg is that for stand up comedy. Yeah. Um, I will never forget the first time I ever heard Mitch Hedberg. Uh, uh, do comedy i was in a car on the way home from a travel baseball game when i was a kid and i heard his whole ducks bit uh (laughs) the ducks eat free at subway um and i was like who is this fucking guy and like i never heard his name i never i never found out who he was this was pre-google this was pre any of that shit so i just didn't know who this genius i just heard was And I, I thought he was black. He sounded black to me. And, um, and they all and then want sun chips. <laughs> he kept coming back. Yeah, they, they kept like coming back to him. And uh, I, I can't remember any of the other bits that he did. I just remember the first one I heard was the duck bit. Um, and then uh, one of these one day I saw him on Comedy Central Presents. And uh, I was like, that's the, that's the fucking guy. So like, <laughs> it was like one of those things. My, I, didn't, I didn't know who my favorite comedian was. Until right. I saw him again. So, like, uh, I had to pick Mitch Hedberg first. I had to make sure I got him. I know we have uh, probably a couple more guys that are close to the top, but this was the one that I really needed to to get a hold of. So, um, uh, yeah, I feel, 
Well, then you've you've forced my hand into yeah. the preamble. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna start writing. The I'm gonna start writing his name down. Um, <laughs> which is, I I don't condone this person, and I don't necessarily agree. Or well, I don't agree. I can't believe you're picking Cosby so early. Right with the with their stances now. I have to separate the art from the artist. I you can't make a best stand-ups list and not put Dave Chappelle on the list. Yeah, he he's the consensus number one. He, he's the he's he's yeah. If 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 somebody put a gun in my head, well, that would be a weird thing to put. It. <laughs> well, who's the, who's the best comedian ever? Uh, he's just the best. Um, and he even if you erased all the Netflix specials. For just killing him softly, and for what it's worth, plus the Chappelle show, he could still be the. It's goat. close, and like, and he, he talks about this is this is my thing reconciling the Chappelle stuff because I don't agree with everything that he says, you know, right. but he talks about it himself, and this is something that I fundamentally agree with in comedy, um, and I people will disagree with this, and I completely understand, and you have a stance. I'm not calling you stupid um, publicly. Uh, but <laughs> I had, uh, I, I understand, uh, but he always talks about comedian's job is to be fearless and comedian's job is to be the guy who says the thing in, in society. Yeah. Everybody agrees with that until the comedian says the thing that they disagree with. Then they jump on the tipper gore side. And that is a fundamental idea that I have been resisting for a long time because it's hard to resist it. There's comics right. out there that say some shit that I'm like, fuck, man, like, I can't defend that. And it's fine. It's okay if you can't defend it. I will, I can, and, and this, this doesn't apply to everybody. This applies to me. Um, I can disagree with something and still think it's funny. Um, right. And that's, that's the, the crux of comedy is saying that horrific thing and and making it into a funny thing not because you're making fun of somebody's pain or you're making fun of somebody or anything you're just acknowledging what i call and what i've got from actually pete holmes the cosmic joke that life is ridiculous and everything's funny and i think you know we are a lot healthier society when we laugh at everything honestly you know like i said i can't i can't say i agree with everything that dave Chappelle has said but um, that's the risk of being fearless. Yeah, I I fundamentally believe he is loud wrong on his stances he is currently taking and the acts that he is seemingly grinding to me. Um, but to pretend that that suddenly makes him not a funny person or not fundamentally the greatest person to ever perform this art form is like those two things I can't reconcile. Yeah, they know? did. They did that with one of one of the guys I'm gonna I'm gonna draft later. They did that <clears> to him, uh, and I was like, "You guys are gonna fucking start pretending this guy's not funny. Like he might be wrong." <laughs> but <laughs> right, and and again, I'm it. You know, we could talk about power structures and places of privilege and all of those things, and I'm open to all Absolutely. of that, and I understand all of that. Absolutely, based on the criteria of best stand-up comedian I had to go with Chappelle. Yeah. Number so, one spot. And I, 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 that would have been mine had 
Hedberg fallen off the list. Had you gotten number one overall pick, it would have been yeah. the same thing. Um, number two is my favorite comedian, my favorite stand-up comedian ever. Um, this changes all the time, but this guy has been my favorite stand-up comedian for a while. Um, Doug Stanhope. <laughs> yep. I think Doug I, Stanhope, if he was bigger, if he was more famous, I think he might be the GOAT. Um, his style, his flow, his um, structure, his punchlines, his fearlessness. Doug Stanhope, there's nobody better than Doug Stanhope. There's people as good, maybe, like Chappelle, you know what I mean? But Chappelle's just a lot more famous and a lot more widely palatable until right. recently, I guess. <laughs> uh, then, yeah, I was uh, going to say, if, if Stanhope wasn't getting in his own way, but then he wouldn't be... He wouldn't be Doug Stanhope. He wouldn't be, he wouldn't be true to himself. And that is a thing that I can respect about Doug Stanhope because he is not primarily the type of comedy... That I enjoy. I've listened to his audiobooks. His audiobooks are good. He's a very funny comedian. It's just not necessarily the for me. But if he were any less himself, he probably wouldn't be funny. Like he would, you know. We, there are other guys on the list that we could talk about that would that struggle with that too. You have to be your most authentic self. He has know? this bit about. It's basically about. He explains. Uh, inflation and economic Keynesian economic theory through the prostitution trade just like yeah. it's called the bit is called Keynesian Keynesian economic theory as applied to private sector independent contracting and it's basically about prostitute it's like he plays a prostitute talking about how uh girl <laughs> anyway it's it's filthy but it's like it's brilliant because it's it's South Park it's both very smart and very blue and like you do you can't you can't it's hard to reconcile those things sometimes i mean doug doug stanhope has a house in arizona that he just lets people come to he puts his fucking web his he puts his address on the internet all the time um i had a chance to meet him one time i didn't get to go i was very sick but um yeah in the interest of keeping this rolling yeah. I, I will close doug stanhope is uh, recommend recommend a Stanhope for people? Uh, I would go with a night at Oslo. I think it's it's, it's called. He uh, hold on, and, and or before turning the gun on himself, which is one of the best uh, stand-up <laughs> special of a, names yeah. of all time. Um, it's something. The one at Oslo, I can't remember what it's called. Oh yeah, Oslo burning the bridge to nowhere is a very, very good Doug Stanhope uh, special. Um, that was the one before, before turning the gun on himself. Beer, Beer Hall Putsch. Uh, okay, so if you if you want to watch, like, Beer Hall Putsch has a bit about him assisting his mother's suicide. Um, his mother uh, had very bad cancer from smoking all the time and killed herself with uh, taking a bunch of morphine tablets, and he was there, and he assisted it. And it's a very, obviously, it's a very dark bit, but it's one of my favorite stand-up bits of all time. Um, he's talking about his mom drifting in and out of consciousness, and he goes, he goes, we're making dark jokes, like, Mom, wait, they found a cure! <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they, I mean, even, even, um, 
even Wikipedia says the aggressive heir apparent to Bill Hicks, which I think he's funnier than Bill Hicks. But um, yeah, Doug Stanhope, one of the greatest. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> my second pick, maybe a basic pick. You can't talk about stand up or the current form of stand up or any of those things without talking about George Carlin. I have to draft George Carlin. Um, <clears throat> when we talk about the idea of being your true self, the HBO documentary they just put out about George Carlin is endlessly fascinating where you hear the man talk about like throughout his life, burning off the artifice of the, the person that he feels that he needs to be to, and like, he was, you know, for years, he was a guy that went up on the Smothers Brothers and went and did Ed Sullivan and wore the tie and wore the suit and did the clean jokes and all of this. And just, it felt wrong to him. It felt inauthentic. And the and he was furious. And the more furious he got, the less he could be that guy. And yeah. the more he needed to be himself. And if you talk about stand-up as a art form in the in terms of writing jokes and rhythm and like i don't know that there's a better guy to do it than carlin all of his stuff is memorized and it's all like it's all bits mm -hmm. but man the the turns of phrase and the way that he uses words and the way that he turns things on themselves like uh, he he might be the best guy to do to ever do that. It's very interesting to be as influential as he is and as uh, non-duplicated as he is. Uh, there's certain guys like, um, and this is, this is blasphemy for me to say this. Uh, let me get this whole thing out. Uh, Jamie Kilstein did a lot of George Carlin esque stuff. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He was a he was a very 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 left wing like hardcore. Uh, almost communist uh, stand-up who just basically did like rally speeches and some of his he had some pretty decent punchlines I was very very Democrat when I first started doing stand-up and listening to stand-up so I got, I got really into Jamie Kilstein and then he got caught being a creep and then like ended up going back on a lot of the shit that he believed and um, he uh, but he did the kind of thing that, that he, he was very Carlin-esque just not as good and not as endearing. Um, and since then, there's just not a lot of guys who can do what Carlin did, which, which essentially Carlin almost read very funny essays. But yeah. he did, he balanced, like Doug Stanhope, he balanced the profound and the crude at a level that is very hard to replicate. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you, you got to pick George Carlin. George Carlin. Um, yeah, I mean, Seven Dirty Words is quintessential imagine yeah, writing like, something that transformative that like is everybody knows this this far later well, you know what i mean well and going to jail for it like he really he lived the he lived his conviction yeah too you know and his later hbo stuff is where i got into him and really enjoyed his stuff like uh you were all diseased is a fantastic special you know it's a great name and, for a special <laughs> and so it, like you know carlin stuff is everywhere but i really watched that documentary that they just put out to really see a guy trying to be his truest self and i i admire that yeah yeah so that's a good pick um number three i'm gonna take somebody that's definitely on your list um old billy freckles billy Redface, <laughs> billy yeah. billy fucking bill burr um 
just a delightful person, which is hilarious because he's like such a curmudgeon and shit sometimes. But Bill Burr is slowly becoming one of the greatest stand-up com- comedians ever. And I think a lot of people are, are discovering him because he was on The Mandalorian. He was in Breaking Bad. He was in all, all of this um, uh, big stuff. Yeah. And, and He's people, on Conan all the time. Yeah, and and his, his clips always go viral because he always has a very interesting angle on certain things. Um, and uh, he's, a, he's a very interesting guy because he seems like the guy that would be like the hardcore right wing, hardcore like um, heartless type person. But if you really listen to his takes on things, he's very compassionate. He's very understanding. He's very like he, and nobody would guess that Bill Bill Burr married a black lady, even in 2023. You know what I mean? Right. It's like you don't you don't get this isn't an era where you get big social points for that. But still, it's like it's like which you shouldn't because it's, I mean, it's, who cares, right? But it's it's right. good for it's it. <laughs> he is seen in that like he's from that Boston comedy uh, area where uh, the where where Bill Burr came up. There was a lot of like. Uh, Nick DiPaolo's and um, and Louie, who actually is a little lefty too, but there's a lot of guys that came out of that that are like the tough guys. Like, And Bill Burr's kind of like a compassionate dude who has a lot of understanding about the world, even though he fucking complains about everything and loses right. his mind. Um, he's a dichotomy that way. He's an interesting guy because he's always trying to learn new things. He learned to play the drums. He learned to fucking fly a helicopter and shit. And um, his rant at Phil- in Philadelphia when... Um, he was on a tour for Opie and Anthony, uh, the radio show I talk about all the time. And the Opie and Anthony fans, they loved Opie and Anthony. They knew Opie and Anthony was funny, and they knew that it was like a cutting-edge, like new thing in comedy, one of the best comedy things ever, in my opinion, to, to happen. Um, but they didn't understand comedy that much. And they just thought being brutal was being funny because they didn't understand the nuance in what a lot of those people did. So they just booed everybody. They booed Dom Irera. They booed Patrice O'Neill. They booed fucking Mike Birbiglia almost off the fucking planet. Like they hated yeah. Mike Birbiglia. Berbig- <laughs> and they started to boo Bill Burr. And Bill Burr just screamed at him for 12 minutes. And it's one of the most magical fucking stand-up specials of all time. Yeah. I mean, stand-up and, sets. And won them, won them back. Yeah, and even at the end, they want him back. He's like, fuck all you people. I hope you fucking die on the way home and shit. (laughs) Well, I think Bill Burr's interesting because he is that thing where it's like he comes from a blue-collar place and he he has a lot of that, you know, what you would deem, I guess, is like toxic masculinity. Machismo. And he's fighting against that a lot in a way that, like, uh, Nick DiPaolo isn't trying to you know, suss it out, you know, no, so they, like, that's the thing. Yeah. Bill Burr ag- acknowledges his toxicity. Right. And that's what makes him funny and an interesting guy. And a, a like he's, he's building his goat status in a very Boston workman, like sort of way, <laughs> just yeah. head down, putting out banger special after banger special, just killing it, staying funny, you know, like it's, it's and he does it, the work. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, Rogan's still out there doing sets. I'm not saying Rogan's not doing the work. He's still out there doing sets. He just opened his own comedy club that actually looks pretty dope. They're turning it into basically the new comedy store. Um, But you can tell Burr is always trying to get better. Like Burr is always like, he's a student of everything he does. And um, God, I fucking love that guy. So like, (laughs) um, yeah, Bill Burr. All right. Um, 
number three off the board the from my michael jordan here uh i'm going chris rock i know i know the i know the picks seem basic but there are guys on the board that you have you have man i'm actually surprised you went with rock here because i had him listed too but i i i i I was gonna let him slip because i didn't know i didn't know you were gonna pick him that's a wonderful pick it's a wonderful Uh, pick they're just iconic bits that he has, none of which I can repeat very many of the words of. <laughs> the fucking OJ bit, dude. <laughs> but the, it's one OJ... of the great is one of the greatest bits in the history of fucking stuff. And he's the type of guy that appeals to me, and I guess also appeals to Andrew. Like, I watch him talk about comedy in a way that a that a uh, like a postdoctorate person would talk about it. Like he's not just funny because he's funny. It's like you said, like he's, he studies it and he knows like I have this type of audience, you know, and he, and he says for his, his audience, which is primarily black people, he does a lot of church style mm-hmm. comedy, which is call and response, repeating things like repeating punchlines and repeating setups. Oh, wait, 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 what's a one? bigger laugh each in, time in that, that other bit that we can't say on, on, on that same special where <laughs> yeah. he goes, he keeps going, I'm tired, man. Tired, 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 <laughs> yeah. tired, tired. It's just, uh, and he just paces back and forth on stage. Just yeah, paces he's got, back and forth. He's got a kinetic energy. The OJ, the OJ one, I'm not saying that he should have did it, but I understand yeah. as the tag each time that he presents a new piece of evidence. Black people Jesus. too happy, white people too mad. <laughs> yeah, and I, he was also one of the first guys, like Bigger and Blacker was on TV all the time whenever I was, whenever I first got Comedy Central. And I would just watch it over and over again. And just like the bit that he does about AIDS, about being scared to take the AIDS test. So you call all your ex-girlfriends to see if they're alive. Yeah. And uh, one of them gets hit by a bus. And he's <laughs> like, I, you know, and he's still great. Tambourine was a great special that like showed evolution and growth. He's grown. Selective Outrage had some very good moments. I mean, it's, it's supposed to be the Will Smith like special but it also had really good jokes i still know? haven't seen that one i gotta see it i, I like, gotta see it just because I, I i love richard I, I love uh chris rock quite a bit and and the man's a legend like he's got a greatest hits uh stand-up cd who <laughs> among us has so many bits the the dad gets the big chicken dad gets the chair all that stuff <laughs> you know yeah. i know yeah. that i'm probably not the uh, the audience he thinks of whenever he writes those bits, but he's a great performer. Well, so yeah, I and, to, it, and I had to get him. It, yeah, yeah, I'm appreciative of Chris Rock. Like, I'll never forget the when they when he hosted SNL. We, we talk we talk about two things all the time. Oh. You, you better get Uba. <laughs> And uh-huh. when when he's talking about the one world trade because they rebuilt the World Trade Center and he's like, yeah. they should call that the never going in there building because <laughs> I'm never going in there. <laughs> it's a fucking great bit. But uh, yeah, that's a, that's a yeah you that was a, that was a little bit of a of a pick theft. Um, all right, number four um, is the comedian that I uh, told you that uh, re sparked my love for comedy when I was younger. Um, yeah, I I. I think this guy might be the most pure, funny guy ever. This is Brian Regan. Um, Brian Regan was... Dusty and I grew up in church, and um, I was turned on to Brian Regan by my youth pastor um, when I was like 
shit. I was probably oh, you like, like, you like comedy, bud? Let me show you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, yeah. and I, and I, it was, it happened to end up because Christian comics, there's almost no funny Christian comics. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's somebody out there, but Brian Regan is not a Christian comic. He might be a Christian. I don't know, but he's, he's, he's just a clean comic. He, 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 my sister is like a very fundamentalist Christian. Um, and I, when I went over there a couple, like a year or two ago, we, we, I was like, we have to watch this. And I turned on Brian Regan and everybody was rolling. You find somebody literally like everybody that we've picked so far, there's going to be some, even Mitch Hedberg, there's going to be somebody who doesn't think they're funny. Like my sister, the same lady doesn't think Mitch Hedberg is very funny. Um, for, uh, I'm sure if I'd showed her a whole special, she did, you know, there's certain things, but like, especially guys like Stan Hope, uh, uh, Chris Rock, Burr, uh, all those guys, there's going to be Brian Regan. Good fucking luck dog. Like he, he might be the funniest man on the planet. And, it's in a way that's like most people would think is hack. So he does he does a couple things that most a lot of people think are hack. One, his jokes are like like not all of his jokes have real punchlines. A lot of the punchlines are like, and then I cross my eyes and make a stupid face. You know what I'm I mean? Sure. <laughs> so like I guess that's both of the things. It's like uh, he does a lot of what like what Dane Dane Cook gets accused of, which is like. There's not a lot of jokes here. There's just a lot of act amounts and his, his essence is funny. Sorry, I drink a beer and it's fucking coming up. Um, <laughs> and, but I don't, nobody does it better than he does. And there's, there is an intelligence below the lack of intelligence in his jokes because his jokes are right. all about how he is stupid. It's not about, sometimes he, he has jokes about how other people are stupid, but most of the time it's about how he is stupid and he's the dummy and he was a dumb kid. And like when he run, when, when his, his, uh, he, his, his brother crashes the bike and he runs into his mom and he goes, uh, uh, remember Billy? <laughs> like the idea of saying, remember, it's like, it just, yeah. you know, remember how his arm used to bend like this way? And like, uh, I don't, th- I don't, I don't know that there's anybody ever that's been funnier than Brian Regan. So, yeah, well, and there is the opposite argument, which is like profanity and crudeness can also be a crutch. Like, yeah, there, you know, and so he's stripped of that. He doesn't have that to lean on. Um, which a lot of times things are made funnier. We've talked about it. Like cursing is funny. Yeah, like, like, some, some, there's, can, there's some times when it's just fucking. If you it can makes... use it as, a, if you can use it as a weapon. You use it, but yeah. like, um, so, all right. Number four for me, by the way, uh, I think it's going to take too long. So let's go to like seven. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was, um, man. All right. <clears throat> I got to take him, <laughs> uh, because there's a point in time where I thought maybe this is the funniest man alive. Um, I'm taking, He's from the Blue Collar Comedy Tour. He's <laughs> okay. my favorite of yours. <laughs> Ron Tater Salad White. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I know there are heavy hitters on here. Yeah. There's a, there are guys that could get sniped, and I'd be upset. There's people on, on the my, board. There's people left on the board. If they weren't on my team. But are any of those people funnier than Ron White? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That is the thing. It's like I was talking to – I can't remember who I was talking to about this the other day. Oh, I was at a friend's graduation party and we somehow stand up came up and like 
it's funny how association with blue collar comedy tour is always like now even though blue collar comedy tour is like the biggest stand-up product ever made <laughs> yeah people are like you know they're automatically hacks but i'm like dude don't fucking sleep on ron white ron white is in is in the he's in the, he's on the short list he's got a lifetime pass that motherfucker dude, he, is one of the funniest he, comics ever and he's got like now he's got a white flowing beard like moses out of the promise yeah because he went and did ayahuasca and, and shit ayahuasca, <laughs> yeah. like and he he backs he backs his shit up there are bits that he that he's that he's written that are intelligent that are funny that go places you don't expect like just because he loves the troops and stuff doesn't make him not a hilarious comedian that's a great what's point the, what's our most quoted thing between me and you probably <laughs> take, take off, off the, the hat, hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 uh i was drunk in a bar you threw me into public <laughs> yeah, and like and that there's a reason why that dude closes the blue collar comedy tour he's a killer it's, like, it really is and that, that's a great pick uh i wrote him down um he he seems like and to your point what you just talked about in terms of um him uh like uh he's southern but like I see him as like a he's a very cultured southern person like he's smart he seems to be well read even though I'm not sure that he is yeah. uh he he uh he's he's got the cigar and the and the the scotch on stage I don't think he drinks anymore uh but nobody has looked better with scotch and he like you ever watch have you watched Peaky Blinders Dusty I haven't yet no So Peaky I... Blinders will make you want to drink whiskey because yeah. Uh, Tommy Shelby is constantly smoking cigarettes and drinking whiskey. It's like I told you, uh, Jacob and I went straight to McDonald's after watching Super Size Me. It's the same thing with with Ron White. All you like, he makes whiskey and a cigar look like the best thing yeah. in the world. And um, yeah, he's brilliant. I I I love the pick. I love the pick. Um, fifth pick. All right, now it's starting to get a little tough for me. It's starting to get a little tough. I think I know who my next three... Oh, man, this is fucking hard. Making it seven is making this really hard. Um, I gotta do it, man. Rest in peace. Maybe the funniest man who ever lived. Uh, which is crazy because he's Canadian. Uh, number number five is Norm MacDonald. <laughs> he was going to be my sneaky international pick. Yeah, if see, and I picked, if you hadn't picked Norm, I was going to snipe him from you. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to let you. I'm not going to let yeah. you pick Norm, bro. Norm McDonald is one of the weirdest uh, but funniest guys. <laughs> who uh, he might have been. Like, it's funny. Like when uh, when Robin Williams died. And for some reason, I think he deleted these tweets. Um, so Norm was a very weird guy on Twitter. Um, surprise, surprise. But he was either live tweeting uh, um, golf tournaments. Like yeah. literally, he knew a lot about golf and he was a big gambler. Like he, he got so addicted to gambling when he quit gambling one time, he just threw $50,000 into the Hudson River. Um, but anyway, uh, he, he, so he couldn't uh, use that money for anything else. No, 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 no. no. So, uh, he, if uh, I have this money, I'm going to gamble it away. Exactly. So yeah. uh, he said, uh, somebody's like, when do you regret it? And he's like, as soon as the money left my hand. <laughs> but uh, so other things he would do on Twitter is he would go on these long diatribes and he was a beautiful writer. Um, not surprising. Like almost anybody on this list, you ask them to write something, they'd, they'd be a really good at it. And um, when Robin Williams died, he wrote this long thing saying the funniest man in the world has died. 
Like, and he just kept respond. Like, he just kept being like, you know, he talked about the first time he met him, and he was like, "I said hi," and then the funniest man in the world looked at me and said that I was funny or something like that. You know? Yeah. That's all I could think of when Norm Macdonald died. Is the funniest man in the world just died? Because I can't think of a funnier human being than Norm Macdonald uh, in the, ever. Um, yeah. in, in like his stand-up, people I, I think a little slept on. I think his stand-up was brilliant. Um, I couldn't really get through his most his last special where that he recorded in his house yeah, over that's Zoom. T- that's tough, as- just aesthetically, you know. And it came out after he died. It's like you know. It's yeah, and it, it just it it bummed me out, man. Like uh, stand up, like and and I'll I, I want to finish it one of these days because I, it's almost like I want to do right by Norm and and legitimately be able to say that I watched everything that motherfucker did because like. Yeah. If you're ever anybody out there, if you're if if you're ever looking like you don't know what to watch, just go down to Norm McDonald YouTube rabbit hole. You'll have so much fun. He is the, maybe the funniest guy to ever live. So uh, I had to pick him, Norm McDonald. You got to find another international guy, Jimmy Carr. Go ahead and pick Jimmy watch, Carr. Watch the Eddie Izzard. Yeah, watch the uh clip on conan where he tells the moth joke <laughs> yeah or the clip or the one where uh, uh he's with um he's with carrot top uh he, or he's talking about carrot top with that girl yeah. and she's yeah. she's from chairman of the board <laughs> one of those two yeah or um, his show the show that he had um dude he had this joke and i apologize anybody who gets offended by this he had this joke because he, he had norm mcdonald's sports show uh yeah. where he was just like a sports anchor and uh he he goes, uh, Russell Westbrook steals the ball and takes it all the way for the jam, which would be a lot more impressive if he wasn't so tall and black. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it just the delivery of the... Anyway, I fucking love Norm MacDonald. I miss him. I was devastated when he died, and he's number five. All right, number five for me, I think... I have to do it. It's not going to make everybody's list, I don't think. But for me, I think the funniest alternative comic uh, in my in my lifetime. I got to put Pat Oswald on my list. Oh shit! I wrote somebody. Um, I, I tried to guess and I wrote somebody else down. I love Pat Oswald. I've grown as a person who enjoys stand up with Pat Oswald as he's went through the various stages of his life, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, because you can hear him in his first special, he does a talk. He talks about never wanting kids and never getting married. And then, of course, he got married and he had a kid. And his stand-up changes because of that. But he's still, you know, little trolly, grumpy Patton, you know. And then yeah. it, it, tragically, his wife died and he got remarried. And he did a whole special about that. And like, as I've grown up is also seem to correspond with Patton Oswalt growing as a person as I've grown as a person. So that's an interesting journey to take with someone who I think is genuinely very, very funny. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, Patton was one of the guys that I started listening to, um, during the, the sandwich, uh, delivering days. I got a retweet from him once. Yeah. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Dusty. Um, <laughs> So, um, and it was a quote tweet and he put, and he put ha 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 in all capitals. So, <laughs> you know, he thought it was funny. Um, yeah. the, the, my favorite, so his, his standup specials are great. Um, I, I, I love Patton Oswalt. I, I do think he, he, he deserves to be on this list. Um, his star Wars filibuster on, was it parks and rec on parks and rec? Yeah. Was 
it's so good. It's and I don't even know shit about Star Wars, but the uh, the idea of it and the delivery by him, um, he's just he's a he's a unique individual. He is like there's not a lot of guys like Patton Oswalt. There's a lot of nerds out there. There's not a lot of guys like Patton Oswalt. Um, and uh, yeah, I think he's a good pick. He's a good pick. Yeah, um, his books are good. Silver Silver Screen Fiend is a book that I identify with deeply as a person who loves watching movies and can get sucked into that as like a replacement for doing my own art. Um, so that was interesting. That's good. I'd say probably Werewolves and Lollipops is his best special. Uh, if you want to go and listen to a special that he did, um, I enjoyed that one quite a bit. So that's a that's a very good pick. I I'll tell you who I thought you were going to pick later because I don't want to burn yeah. him. Um, number five. I mean number six for me. Um, I listened to a lot of this guy today actually uh because i hadn't dove in in a long time i've heard him a lot on other things but uh patrice o'neill i was i was leaving patrice off because i never got into it and i know he's a dude that you love yeah Uh, patrice o'neill is one of the greatest stand-up comedians to ever live uh he he died uh i think did he ever did he even reach 40 um he died of diabetes um but he was He's 41 when he died. The, the, the epitome of fearlessness. Um, he was, I mean, his, his, and listen, you listen to his stuff. He, 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 he's very misogynistic quite often. Uh, he, is, he is very brutal. He is very um, uh, opinionated, but he was brilliant, and he was, he was uh, biting, and he was fast, and he was like, comics were afraid to talk to this dude. Like... <laughs> And uh, they made a they made a documentary about him. I, I don't. Did they end up putting it out, or did they make a different one? I know the original name of the documentary was Better Than You, yeah. uh, which is great. But he um, just genuinely one of the one of the funniest people ever. Uh, and his standup was no different. He he was very his cadence was different on stage. He was very um, sometimes he would go fast, but other times he would the way that he would pause and the way that he would think about things before he talked about them uh, was very different from a lot of people. And it, it kind of became his style. If you watch his appearance on the Charlie Sheen roast, um, which should have propelled his career a little bit more, but he just, he kind of went off the cuff and he's like, I didn't know fucking, I didn't know that fucking Bill Shatter was like a racist. Like he was just yeah. like, and, uh, my favorite thing from that is where he's like, I'm not even joking anymore. All you motherfuckers, I'm dying up here. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm dying I'm, of diabetes. He goes, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so he, they, they, oh, the comedy, the, the, yeah. So they didn't end up making the Better Than You documentary. Comedy Central made one called Patrice O'Neill Killing is Easy. Um, I suggest people watch it. He's a very different type of human being. He was on some Chappelle show. He was on The Office. Uh, and if you uh, really want to see him, his special elephant in the room is brilliant. There's, he's also got some like unreleased, well, I mean like posthumously released stuff on, I know Tidal, I don't know what's on Spotify. Uh, by but, the way, screw you Spotify, because you have like n- almost nothing, which oh, I know yeah. is because they don't pay the comics, they should pay the comics. Uh, Spotify is a shifty ass deal. Come on over to Tidal, bro. Everybody talk but, shit to me for being a hipster. <laughs> Title yeah. pays their shit, and then the comics stick around, and I get to listen to them. You know what I mean? 
I was like even to to, uh, Rory Scovel was talking about that the other day. I was trying to listen to specials today, and it was just like they don't have any Chris Rock. Yep. And I had to go to YouTube. Guess to, who's got Chris Rock? <laughs> yeah. It was, Title's got Chris Rock. <laughs> rough, all, rough all over. Screw you, Spotify. Uh, <laughs> Come on over to fucking Rockefeller, dog. You don't want yeah, people all up yeah. in the video. Yeah, yeah. Producers. Oh, t- yeah, Title's got Cheese and Crackers, uh, The Greatest Bits. Yep. And it's got uh, Never Scared. It doesn't have like okay. all of his stuff, but it's got quite a bit. But Cheese and Crackers has all your classic yeah. classic bits. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I The iTunes store wanted me to pay $7. Not today, iTunes store. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. Um, Two oh, more. Man. What do I do? What do I do here? I know it's tough. It's making it six, making it seven made it a lot more interesting. Okay. I got to put on uh, similar to the Patrice pick, a dude that I think is incredibly funny, killed every roast, died before oh, his time. Okay. Yep. I, I stand a legend, Greg Giraldo. Yeah. It is hot out. It is hot as shit out here in the dessert. <laughs> Possibly you shouldn't throw your baby in the river. Uh, possibly one of the smartest yet grungiest, grossest comedians. Yeah. Yo, Monica, you got age, yo. Dude, I didn't uh, even think about Greg Giraldo. That's a good pick. I fucking I, love Greg Giraldo. His two specials are incredible. Uh, a good day to cross a river and. Uh, midlife vices i think is the second one he's so funny he was going to be a lawyer he's incredibly smart he went, he went to he went to uh, columbia university for his bachelor's and harvard for his law school yeah and just uh, couldn't get out of his own way and terrible you know the, the uh, interesting thing about greg giraldo is um when he would go on television shows where comedians would do panel the other comics went mad at him because he was so prepared yeah. He would come with all of his jokes written, ready to go, and ready to just fucking ruin everybody else in the room. And they would get there's a spe, there's a famous video of um Dennis Leary getting really mad at Greg <laughs> yeah. Giraldo. And he goes, What, you came with all your jokes written? He goes, Well maybe if you would have written a little bit more, your shows wouldn't have been canceled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well Larry Leary couldn't steal any more Bill Hicks material. Oh yeah. So yeah. uh but yeah, I mean just incredibly smart incredibly funny like also raunchy like he just he was great and i think had he lived all those roasts where he just obliterated the everybody would have got him to another level and he's one of my favorites yeah so had Uh, had to put him on the list yeah he, he he completely deserves it my next one um i thought about not even mentioning this guy in any any because i don't consider him a stand-up comic comedian um but i think he's done the most brilliant comedy um in decades i would Mm -hmm. say um and a lot of people would kind of scoff at me for saying this probably be surprised because he's not a stand-up comedy comedian but bo burnham um is number seven for me uh dusty and i are going to do a deep dive on bo burnham it's probably going to break up the podcast at some point um (laughs) I first heard Bo Burnham on Comedy Central Presents. He was the first person to have a... He was the youngest person to ever have a Comedy Central Presents special. I believe he was 17 when he recorded it. Um, he's a day older than me. Um, he was born the, the, the day before me. And um, he's kind of a musical comedian, kind of just a performance comedian. He He's obviously a theater kid. And almost all of his... Com- com- all, almost all... Pretty much everything is about performing. 
Um, not everything. There's certain things that he does about life and about, um, you know, um, the interactions between humans and the, the little stupid insecurities that we have. He does a lot of that through the idea of performing a lot of there's, there's just layers and layers to this guy. And he's out of everybody that we've mentioned, we've seen, like you talked about Patton Oswalt, we got to see him evolve out of everybody that we've mentioned. We haven't seen anybody evolve more than we've seen Bo Burnham evolve from that comp because he started when he was 16, making videos in his room Got a uh, got like raunchy, stupid songs that I was 16, so I loved. Got a Comedy Central special at 17, and then made Inside, which came out in 2021, I believe, and was I. It's I. I'm not gonna pick it as my favorite stand-up special because it's not a stand-up special. I don't right. even call it a comedy special. It's my favorite piece of. It's one of my favorite pieces of art ever made, um, yeah. easily. So like. You got, you got, you kind of got to stretch it to call him a comedian, in because he does so much. He did eighth grade. He made a movie about the the struggle of the American or even a teenager, in the um, in the information age. He does a lot about the internet. He does a lot of stuff like that. I could have gone a lot of different ways. I'm looking at four names that <laughs> uh, could have gone here, but I couldn't not pick Bo Burnham, and I didn't want to pick him as my musical comedian because that's kind of too that's kind of a layup and it kind of puts him in a different like i think he deserves right. to be in my main marquee list so yeah and uh perhaps when we do our bo burnham alone episode uh standalone episode we'll talk about the one true disagreement or fight that andrew and i ever got into in the history of our friendship yeah i stand but, by i stand by everything i said <laughs> that's fine um Inside is truly brilliant. I, uh, to put it out right now, have previously been up and down on Bo Burnham. I think, yeah. uh, I, th I think he's brilliant. Um, but I have, you know, some questions. So we'll put that aside. We'll do, but Inside is fantastic. I find myself singing the bag of shit song. <laughs> All the time by myself. Um, Are you feeling what I'm feeling? <laughs> yeah. Woke up at 11.30. Feeling like a bag of shit. Uh, so, uh, finally, I'm, I'm in a real tough spot, Andrew, because there, there are some classic guys. Yeah, and just so you know, because I, I, I have to have this opportunity. Right. We will be able to do Consolation rapid yeah. rapid fire so this isn't a 15 hour podcast rapid fire right. consolation so don't worry well i'm taking them um i gotta get richard pryor dog how am i gonna not yeah how are you not in a main comedian's draft gonna draft possibly the archetype for modern stand-up com comedy yeah. and not just an archetype maybe the funniest person to ever live uh yeah richard pryor it's the thing that amazes me when I watch it now is how effortless Pryor looks on stage when he's doing his, whenever he's doing his sets. Yeah. Like he is unbothered, but like he knows how good he is and is un like you couldn't shake him if you wanted to. There's such ease with the way that he, that he does his bits. Um, Self-referential. Um, this is like uh, uh, personal 
Like, to come out after setting yourself on fire and have the first joke that you do in your big comedy comeback special be uh, an imitation of Richard Pryor on fire is fearless and hilarious and bold. Um, Everybody on our list, uh, to some degree, owes some of what they got to Richard Pryor for just being the funniest dude in the world. (laughs) Um, yeah, yeah, so I had you know I listened to a bunch of his stuff today, and I don't feel like a poser because I I've li- I've watched live on the Sunset Strip and I've listened to the old oh, stuff. Yeah. I just you forget you know. So I went back and listened to some bits today. He's great. That's the thing about Pryor too, because I've listened to everything he ever put out too, and I ad nauseum. I I loved Richard Pryor, especially growing up. He was like I couldn't believe it, you know. Yeah. Um. We talk about Carlin being this guy, because it was Pryor and Carlin all the time. Uh, those are the two that you'll see most often cited as the greatest ever. Um, and those were the two that, you know, there were comics before them. You had Delaney Bruce and, like I said, the Jackie Masons and all the guys in the back, Rich Little doing all that stuff in the back. In the, but yeah. the modern era, um, they're the they're the Jimi Hendrix, right? Right. Um, and, but... You see Pryor in everybody, where you see Carlin in in a lot fewer people, and that doesn't right. diminish the great greatness of George Carlin. You can go either way with it. You can either say George Carlin was so great that people couldn't replicate him, or you can just look at Richard Pryor and be like, he defined the right. form his more DNA, so than anybody. Yeah, his DNA is in the way that people write jokes. Whether, yeah, it's like the Beatles, whether you know it or not the Beatles are part of pop music if you're making pop music, you know? Yeah. Um, because they define the structure so well and explored it so well and found all the nooks and crannies. Like, you know, the thing I listened to today was him at a comedy club. I think it's 1973. He's just some club and he just starts doing a character. He starts doing like, uh, the hobo on the street. And he's um, yelling yeah. at people passing by. He he hasn't introduced himself. He hasn't set up this bit that he's doing. He's just this guy. And uh, it's like street jokes or whatever. And people are just dying. And then after 10 to 15 minutes of what I have to imagine is him improving that shit, he starts doing his real act. Yeah. You know, and it's incredible. So, yeah, you know, that's, the, had, that's, the, that's the same thing with Patrice. I saw Patrice, Patrice goes on stage. And he just talks shit to this girl in the in the crowd for like ten minutes, and then he just just seamlessly goes into his own act. And like, yeah. um, even uh, Eddie Murphy at the beginning of um, a, a lot of his stuff, he talked to people in the front row. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm glad one of us mentioned Pryor. Uh, I, I love the man, and uh, so it's time to get into the categories. And I right. need to take a quick break. Okay, sounds good. Ah, <laughs> everything all right? Oh man, swimmingly. Yeah, things are great. Um, my cat watched right. the whole time is great. <laughs> so my my thought for this for, for this round is we have the categories that we mentioned earlier. We can move to whatever category we want to get the guy that we want, and I don't have to necessarily pick after you, and you don't have to necessarily pick after me in the same category. Yeah, but once that guy's gone, that guy's gone. You know. Oh, this is interesting. Okay. (laughs) 
Um, so I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start with what was the hardest uh, category for me to think of comedians in, um, which is classic comedian. Because I I, I could have faked it and I could have went with like, oh man, Lenny Bruce, what a guy. Mm-hmm. Like, but I never really listened to Lenny Bruce, and I know Jackie Mason's funny, and I know the Three Stooges are funny. I know all these dudes are funny. It just never really. I wasn't there for it. So, yeah. my classic comedian, I'm going with Bob Newhart. Oh, shit. Bob, okay. Bob like Newhart, that. let me tell you, funny as shit. Very funny guy. Very <laughs> funny. funny guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that means that I get the Bob Newhart show also, which is also very funny. But, like, uh, if you've never watched, in the interest of time, we'll move past it. But, like, if you've never watched Bob Newhart, it's a lot of him acting out scenes of like various things. He's got an air traffic controller bit. That's very funny. He's got a bus driver bit. That's also really good. And he used to just go on late night shows and do like six minutes as this guy. Uh, and it was, it's great. So I have him in my classic comedian com uh, category. Cause that was a tough one. And I didn't want you to steal my guy. <laughs> didn't he play buddy the elf's dad? Yes, he did play buddy the elf's Hell dad. Yeah. I, I love Bob Newhart. That's a great one. Um, I am going to take, I'm going to go with 80s comedian. Okay. Uh, because I want to make sure that I get Eddie Murphy. Yeah, yeah. He was on um, the list. Uh, raw and delirious and comedian are three of the best comedy specials ever. Uh, and then he just fucking stopped. Like Tupac. But Tupac when died. When you reached the mountaintop, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah. That, I mean, you, you can go on forever. Eddie Murphy was amazing on Saturday Night Live. He's an amazing comedic actor. His stand-up, though crude at certain points, was yeah. uh, and certain of it does does not stand the test of time. Um, him doing his drunk father, him doing the kids making fun of the other kids because they don't have ice cream, and uh, yeah. uh, d- doing the fucking uh, the guy who's mad at him for making fun of Stevie Wonder. <laughs> Fuck you, man! <laughs> oh, he was uh he was the answer on a Jeopardy question the other night for doing uh, too hot in the hot tub. <laughs> I dude, I talked to Kai about too hot in the hot tub last night. Ow, burn my foot. <laughs> Wanna make me sweat? Yeah. <laughs> Should I get in the hot tub? Yeah. Wanna make me wet? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Good pick. I'm gonna go to '90s comedian. Okay. And I, other guys have been picked, so they're out. So I guess I'm the blue collar dude because I'm gonna take Jeff Fox with me. Okay. Because okay. I'm after I'm after numbers, dude. I'm after numbers here. Uh, Best selling comedian. It's like drafting Garth Brooks. You know, like is his art good? Yes, but did he also put up them numbers? Yes, he did. And that's the thing, man. Foxworthy's good. Like I, 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 it's not my particular style, but he had some really funny bits. He's, I mean, he's 15 times the comedian fucking Bill Engvall ever was. So, yeah, I want it on record. There are two hacks and two non-hacks. <laughs> well, it, well, I still, I even think it's fucking Ron White, and then five feet of crap, and then Jeff Foxworthy, yeah. and then seven feet of crap, and then uh, Larry the Cable Guy. And then three miles of crap, and then Bill Engvall. Like <laughs> yeah. I listen, Larry. There's some hack. There's some hackdom in Larry, 
but but Larry is I think funnier than fucking Bill Engvall is. Yeah, by uh, what they would call a country mile. <laughs> a country yes. mile. As a, as a, uh, never never been more appropriate. <laughs> yeah, but still hackery. But yeah, Foxworthy. It's not just the redneck jokes. He's very funny, and he worked clean uh, his whole career. Like, and he sold a hundred million records. So, you know, what do you want from me? That's good, man. Um, yeah. '90s comedian for me. Um. I think I know. I have Bill Hicks. I'm picking Bill Hicks. Bill Hicks died in 1994 yeah. at 32 years old. Um, he was, uh, if you asked me, probably six years ago, he might be number one on the on the original draft list. My brother introduced me to Bill Hicks. Um, Bill Hicks is great for when you're just starting to hate the world. Um, and <laughs> he's, he was more of a philosopher than a comedian. He didn't have a lot of punchlines. He wasn't the funniest guy in the world, but he was brilliant at the art um he didn't mind bombing and he bombed a lot um like he died at fucking 32 which is weird as shit but um yeah bill hicks 1990 well and he's also in the the carlin school of like trying to burn off the artifice of like a, a persona you know like hicks is was trying to get to the real what he felt was the real like gooey center of humanity you know and that's why his he has less and less jokes as he goes because he he can't he can't abide jokes he has too much to say yeah you know? and he, he had that whole like, it's just a ride speech um yeah about life and uh listen to just, that today because i had bill hicks was on my list obviously yeah as well, but yeah. yeah um he's just he just like the the I'm not that young anymore, and the 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 punchlines aren't there. He's on he's on the top of. There's a list out there. He's on the top of because he's amazing. Right. But he's he's just not the funniest comic in the world, you know. Yeah, um, I have to go back to a category that's pretty thin at this point. So I'm going to go 70s comedian. I'm taking Steve Martin. Ah, goddamn it! Okay. <laughs> um, uh, there are a lot of things that I find funny. One of the things that tickles me the most and I have the most fun with is just absurdity, uh, the silliness of existence and the seriousness with which you present your silliness. Like that's the key to Steve Martin is he's very serious about how silly he is, you know? Um, <clears throat> yeah. And he was, a, he was another guy that looked at the, at the art in a different angle. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, his comedy, the actual stand-up comedy, is very, very funny, and and but absurdist. You know, he goes up there with the bent uh, arrow and playing a banjo, and, like, but the jokes are there, and, the like, he understands what's funny. You know, and so I had to get him as a thin category, but I'm not upset that Steve Martin's on my team, you know? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my '70s comedian now because I don't want you to pick him for alternative comedian, Andy Kaufman. Yeah, I was I was wondering about Kaufman. Yeah, because um, he kind of he kind he does. I would say that he he uh, qualifies as an all, yeah. alternative comedian. It's um, almost Bo Burnham. Yeah, where it's like performance art, but yeah, he's. I mean, he went 
up and did stand up. Yeah, was, and he was brilliant. I mean, it was a different yeah. type of thing. It wasn't something that you would recognize as, you know, normal stand up comedy. Mm-hmm. But as we've talked about, we had a whole Andy Kaufman and wrestling episode. Uh, the, where we went through his comedy, Tony Clifton. I almost went with Tony Clifton for musical comedian just to be an asshole. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, uh. You, you know the strip? Uh, so uh, <laughs> uh, Andy Kaufman is one of the most brilliant comedic minds ever. Uh, we talk about fearlessness. I've said that a lot in this episode just because it matters, and Andy Kaufman had it as much as anybody. Um, yeah, so Andy yeah. Kaufman. Uh, I'm going all the way to, fam- to favorite comedy troupe because it matters that I get the that I get this one I'm getting the Monty Python comedy oh, troupe Oh <laughs> that one okay yeah I, I because I don't know if they they even crossed your mind as being on they the list They didn't bro and that kills me cuz I probably would have drafted them already Yeah that's a good one man <laughs> I get them all Chapman Terry Gillum Eric Idle you son of a bitch <laughs> John Cleese uh uh, is it hack to say that Holy Grail is the funniest movie ever made? Possibly. Does who make cares? it less true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 almost, I might prefer Life of Brian, um, but God damn it, Holy Grail's fucking good, dude. Like, just the, and the, the, the absurdity of these guys. And yeah. the, the, they missed, they swung and missed a lot. Like, it's the same thing as Tim Robinson. Like, not everything's funny, but it's because they took so many risks. Um, well, like you talk about but bravery and fearlessness is the, like, you have to put it out there. The minister of funny walks. Oh man. Silly walks. Get it right. Oh, silly walks. Yeah. <laughs> the, the dead parrot, the dead parrot. The, like they hit the batting average is insane. And you've got five uh-huh. of the, the most interesting, funny people in the world had to take them, had to get it. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good one. That one hurt. Um, comedy troupe's gonna be tough. I have a couple ideas, but that one's gonna be tough. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go. Two thousands comedian. Okay. This is gonna be a surprise. I think uh, Daniel Tosh. Tosh is on my list. Um, Daniel Tosh, like I said, he's very he's a very interesting comic because. Every word of his set is scripted, and it's very clearly scripted. Um, uh, but it's his writing is just brilliant, and Tosh Boyno was really funny, and uh, it was it was offensive, uh, but it was like, um, it was just it was just really brilliantly written. It was like Todd Glass always said, "Is it funnier than is it funnier than it is offensive?" And and Daniel Tosh was one of the best ever at towing that line. Um, apparently, sweetheart of a human. Uh, like he's kind of like everybody, like he's kind of an intimidating guy, uh, cause he's very, he's, he is very opinionated, but, and everybody's like intimidated by him. But, um, he apparently like him and Jesselnick are like really nice guys. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, he's never gone on anybody's podcast. Uh, and he just kind of, you know, he always said he'd kill himself at 50, uh, but he didn't, uh, I don't think he's 50 yet. He might be close to 50 though. Um, yeah, and true stories that I made up is a great comedy 47. album. Forty-seven. Uh, Better Dane Cook uh, is is the Daniel Tosh. What I always thought of the Daniel Tosh vibe, um, because uh, they sound similar to me. That's not to denigrate uh, Daniel Tosh. I think he's inc- I think he's incredible. Very funny dude. You know, he, uh, he's on my list. 
I'm not going to repeat the joke that he said, but I was I was at the Laugh Factory one time, and he got heckled by the owner of the Laugh Factory, and uh, I was side stage. I drove to uh, um, L.A. at the drop of a hat because I found out Daniel Tosh was going to be on stage in three hours, <laughs> and I got the best seats in the house. And the owner of the Laugh Factory heckled him from the balcony in the Laugh Factory, and he got him back with one of the most brutal things I've ever heard on stage. I'm not going to say it. But uh, I'll never forget it. <laughs> yeah. I, I fucking love Daniel Tosh. Um, up next, I'm taking it as a utility pick. I do think this person is very funny, uh, but I need their TV show. What's the deal with me drafting Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> as my 80s comedian? Uh, yeah. Look, Seinfeld is another dude who he writes expert jokes. Like, Yeah, it sounds great. He's a, he's a craftsman at like what he does. Seinfeld, I know a lot of it's Larry David as well. One of the funniest shows of all time, uh, still holds up. Like, and I gotta, I gotta have, and I've enjoyed his standup. I'm telling you for the last time, where he throws away all of his old bits. Yeah. Uh, at Madison Square Garden, it's a great standup special and also a blueprint for a lot of dudes uh, going forward. Where he just and the movie comedian, his segment of that, say, that, that's that great. Yeah, that that. Well, I think that one is just him, isn't it? Because like, you're, I think the thing you're talking segments is I am comic. I think oh, okay. isn't com- isn't comedian. Ju- it's all about Seinfeld. It it's about him throwing him, yeah. his stuff away. Um, yeah, I mean you can't. You, I can't argue. Daniel yeah. uh, Jerry Seinfeld's one of the best. Um, what is the deal? <laughs> he is a weird fucking guy, and he's yeah. hilarious. And comedians in cars getting coffee is brilliant. And Seinfeld's one of the greatest shows ever. So um, yeah. I'm gonna go. 2010s comedian. Okay. <laughs> I'm going with Kyle Kinane. Um, also on my list, yeah. Uh, Kyle Kinane had this had an album called Death of the Party that came out. I hope it came out in the 2010s, or else I'm going to have to change my my pick. Uh, I think it it's, did though. Yeah, because I was you introduced me to Kinane, so we were already. I think it's 2012. Let's see. 2010. Fuck yeah, dude. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, Kyle Kinane is uh, still going now. Um, I wouldn't consider him for my like current comedian guys because I'm picking guys that uh, I've learned of more recently. Um, but uh, Kinane's got a very unique style. Uh, uh, he's, he's got a unique style. He's from he's from the Chicago area. Came up with like Hannibal and. Um, and a couple of other guys. I can't remember, like Matt Bronger, I think. I can't remember who who came up in that Chicago area thing. I used to be able to be like, when they would be like, who's from Boston? I'd be like, all right, so it's right. fucking Pete Holmes and <laughs> Louie and Burr and Patrice and like, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, Kyle Kinane, he, he, his bit about gout is hilarious. He, he just put out a new special in which he talks about uh, having diarrhea on a cruise ship. Um, it's really funny. I actually saw him live in Bakersfield. Um, a few months ago, and he was just as funny as he's ever been. Uh, one of my favorite comedians, and almost made my ultimate list. But um, I knew I could keep him in my. There were a few guys that I could keep in my pocket for the 2010s, yeah. and Kyle Kinane was one of them. Um, I'll just follow you. 2010s. I'm taking him. Uh, Hannibal Burris, Animal yeah. Furnace. Uh, I, I had, I had, uh, I del- I erased his name to add Kyle Kinane because yeah. I was thinking Hannibal too. Um, Hannibal Montanable. Hannibal Montanable. Uh, just absurd. When I heard, 
his first album for the first time, I was like, oh, this guy, he's got it. Like His um, first album is called My Name is Hannibal, by the way. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good, very, very good stand-up special. <laughs> I, I flick him on my sandwiches for flavor. Yeah. Your name's uh, Hannibal? Yeah. He... <laughs> Your name's really Hannibal? Yeah. <laughs> You're, so Hannibal is on your birth certificate? Yeah, I'm going to choke the <laughs> shit out of you. Or whatever. Yeah, a, a, they always think I'm named after Hannibal Lecter. It's not even a real dude. It's not even a real dude. I think of dude. I, it's not even a real dude goes through my head all the fucking time. Um, and, I'd, and I'd say that he's kept the work up. Animal Furnace is very funny. Live and in just Chicago. The name. Yeah. Animal uh, Furnace. Live in Chicago is great. Uh, he's funny in movies. He's funny on TV. He's just one of my favorite guys. Uh, so for new newer comedians, I have to go with Hannibal. I'm a little bit bummed that he's uh, uh, rapping now. Um, it's it's That's weird. a natural progression. It's know? fucking weird for me, <laughs> but, uh, you know, live your truth. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, Alt-comic. Okay. Alt, alt comic is a weird, really broad term, right? A lot of guys, even the guys that we have mentioned so far, could um, could qualify for alt comic. Yeah. Um, I almost chose. This is the guy who I almost chose. I'm going to say it because I'm confident you're not going to use him for anything. Uh, okay. Colin Quinn. I almost uh, okay. chose him as an alt comic. You're right. He would hate that. He would be so fucking mad at me for calling him an alternative <laughs> comic. But he does one man shows now. He's he's right. been doing one man shows for a long time. They're brilliant. I saw one of them in in person. Uh, long story short, uh, is what it's called. I'm not saying that the turn of phrase, but um, I'm going with Mike Berbiglia. Yeah, Berbiglia is good as a alt comic. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, my girlfriend's boyfriend is one of the best stand up <laughs> specials ever, and it's yeah. totally alternative comedy because it's him telling it's a one man show rather than a stand up special. He's currently doing a one man show called the old man in the pool it's about mortality and death apparently and it's on broadway um yeah. sleepwalk with me is yes. also great wonderful um, yeah so uh <laughs> i am gonna go to the 2000s i'm gonna take my sarcastic uh doppelganger also plays drums I'm taking todd barry plays my <laughs> 2000s comedian um <laughs> Uh, it's just, he's just very funny. I look, I don't want to be, you know, I'm not splitting the atom here. I think his he's got a great delivery. He's got a great presentation. His jokes are solid. Falling off the bone is one of the funniest uh, comedy CDs I've ever listened to. Um, he's got a joke about if you're a drummer and they hire another drummer, you're an asshole. <laughs> like, so that's a you know personal. Uh, for me, but I just, I think he's got uh, his sense of timing and his, like, uh, I don't know, like the way the things that he writes jokes about appeal to me They're They fall in the same sort of he's, place he, that I'm in. He is a one of a kind, like yeah. that, that way that he talks all the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he, but he, and, he, and that's the interesting. So he, he's a New York comic and he, he came up with the, uh, all the guys at the comedy cellar, like Colin Quinn and fucking Burr and all those guys. Um, Burr's from Boston, but they ended up like all migrating towards the comedy cellar, you know? And Barry was just such a different type of guy involved in that, but everybody loved him. 
Uh, he yeah. gets along. He would be on the, all the roasts with those guys. Imagine Tom Be- Todd Berry roasting you. It's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, big fan of Todd Berry. He's pr- probably one of the lesser known guys that we've talked about today. Uh, he's very funny on Twitter, by the way. Um, and uh, uh, you should check him out if if you haven't heard him. Um, I'm gonna go 60s comedian. Uh, well, I guess classic comedian. Um, Red Skelton. Yeah, Red Skelton. <laughs> yeah, he was my first favorite comedian. Um, I still love Red Skelton. He gets made fun of a lot nowadays um, because he was a conservative Christian uh, who cared about the flag and shit. But um, he was uh, brilliant pantomime. He did a lot of uh, characters: uh, Two Pigeons, Gertrude, and Heathcliff. Um, he did uh, his characters: Cauliflower McPug and. And um, uh, there was a hobo character. I can't remember what it was. What it was the the name of the, the homeless guy was. Uh, but uh, just as classic comedy as cl- as classic comedy gets. Um, I, I I owe a lot to Red Skelton. Uh, I would go, I would just laugh and laugh. Even if I didn't get the joke, I would laugh when I was a kid watching Red Skelton. <laughs> yeah. And Red Skelton is what introduced me to Ed Sullivan. Um. Ed Sullivan introduced me to a lot of different uh, comedians, and then, then I got into Laurel and Hardy, and then I got into Abbott and Costello, and I got into Jerry Lewis and and um, and Tim Conway and Don Knotts and all these different things. And Red Skelton was my first introduction, my introduction to all that stuff. Like, you know, I when I was a kid, it was The Simpsons and Red Skelton, and it was probably Red Skelton first. Um, yeah. And I have, I still have all the VHSs. I I I cannot like overstate the influence that this guy had on me and he's just a, a, a just a, a a very talented guy i'm not diminishing him but he's just a pantomime guy from the 50s and 60s yeah. you know so um yeah i love red skill um i'm gonna take my alternative comment freddie next. the freeloader was the hobo's yeah. name i'm glad i didn't re- i'm glad i remembered yeah. uh my alternative comic taking a guy that i think is one of the best stand-ups currently working he put out an album in 2021 that i loved Paul F. Tompkins is my guy. <laughs> I've long ridden for Paul F. Tompkins. Uh, I think every one of his stand-up specials uh, is brilliant. The one called Laboring Under Delusions, where he tells stories of his various jobs that he's had in his life, including a very funny story where he, sit ne- where he sits next to Tom Cruise at a at a movie uh at a script reading uh, oh yeah and he's like hi i'm tom he's like i know (laughs) tom was (laughs) it it's not tom cruise um he like he he does great improvising he's on a ton of podcasts that i don't listen to anymore just like there's a lot of labor intensive things yeah i know i unfollowed him on i unfollowed every every comedian that is just is just politics on twitter now like unfortunately, I follow. I unfollowed Patton Oswalt. I unfollowed Paul F. Tompkins. I unfollowed like even like obviously right wing comedians as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, it sucked because those guys are so funny, and it's like yeah. uh, it's just tough now. I don't know. But his his stand up is phenomenal. Um, it's probably at this time the stand up I revisit the most. I'll go back and listen to Paul F. Tompkins albums because the jokes are so well constructed. So I had to have him somewhere. Alternative comic is a is a good spot for him. When you were introing Patton Oswalt and I said I wrote somebody down and deleted him, it was uh-huh. Paul F. Tompkins. I thought that's who uh, you were yeah. Um, you could you could tell a trend of my guys. You oh, know. Smash Penny. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's a great bit. Um, current comedian. 
New Age. Yeah. The Whippersnappers. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Who's working now? Uh, Shane Gillis. Yeah. Gillis going with Shane one. Gillis. Um, yeah. He was going to be on Saturday Night Live. And then they yeah. found a, uh old clip of him making offensive but very common jokes about, like, uh, racial jokes um, that... Uh, I mean, I've made jokes that bad <laughs> on snark marks, you know, and yeah. I've got a good heart. You know what I mean? I don't believe those things. <laughs> right. But uh, anyway, he said way worse things since then. <laughs> but yeah. uh, his stand-up is f- top rate. Like his stand-up, I, I, I resisted watching it for a long time. I actually stayed away from Shane Gillis for a long time because a lot of people were having him on their podcasts because he's the canceled guy and they were like oh we're cool we have the canceled guy on our shit right turns out guy's fucking brilliant like he is very <laughs> very funny and he he has a, a funny sketch show called gillian keeves on um on youtube um i i, I genuinely think he is like uh in, in the in the in the on the short list of of comedians nowadays so um yeah shane gillis um, I'm going to female comic and is currently one of the people that I, th- I mean, she could be my, on my current favorite list too. Cause, uh, when her clips come up, they are steadily ones that I laugh at the most, uh, Taylor Tomlinson. And she oh just shit. Came to That's Fresno a good pick. That's and good I didn't pick. go see her. She's like, she's very funny and her, like she has good social media clips or she has, she writes really good jokes. Um, she's very funny. And so I wanted to give her some shine here. Um, once you pick your female comedian, I'll, I'll name some other ones cause I don't want to step on any of your picks, but like, uh, yeah, I think she's one of the best comedians working period right now. Uh, just very good jokes. Yeah. Um, there's a couple directions I can go with female comic. I, I, there's, there's quite a few, uh, women that I think are very funny. Uh, um, you can always say Joan Rivers, obviously. Right. Um, I'm not going to go with Joan Rivers, but Joan Rivers was absolutely a fucking pioneer in comedy. Yeah. Um, man, I'm torn between two right now. I'm going to go Sarah Silverman. Um, yeah. Sarah Silverman is, uh, a wonderful comic. She's, she's, uh, funny. She's thoughtful. She's she's sweet. She is um, brutal. She's she's like you can tell she's well she's well rounded, um, and she lives comedy. She lives the form the art form. And um, I've been a fan of hers for a very long time. Um, So and she has a special coming out soon, actually. Um, So check it out. And then I also my so the one the two I was I was I was torn between her and Nikki Glaser. Um, Yeah. Nikki Glaser is very funny, and her specials are funny. She's she's brutal and really funny in roasts. I mean, she told she told um, Ann Coulter that the only person she's ever going to make smile is the Mexican that digs her grave. <laughs> yeah, well, she de- she destroyed Jewel. She's like, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to badmouth Jewel because God already did. <laughs> like, <laughs> man, um, I had there's a comedian named Emily Heller. Who okay. uh, yeah, yeah. put out a special who I re- that I really enjoyed? Uh, Emma Arnold 
is very, very funny. She's from Idaho. She's got a few specials out. I think Eliza Schlesinger is really funny. Um, there's yeah. certain times where it gets a little, she, she's, she's, she's got some mannerisms, <laughs> but she, her <laughs> writing's really funny. She's, she, I think she's a really good comic. So, yeah. Um, I'm going to go with my international comedian. I had two written down. I had Norm MacDonald, and rightly so, I had Jimmy Carr. So you <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> here's the thing. I think Jimmy Carr is funny. I do, too. I, I do, too. You know, that was just like, the first one that popped in my head. Yeah. Um, he is, and, he's really funny, and he, he's unique. Like, nobody sounds like that guy. You have to be British to talk like that guy. Yeah, and he's just like, I don't know, the the vitriol he invites from the crowd, the confidence then, that he has to And then be just able, the wide-eyed look that he gives at the crowd when he says something offensive. Yeah. yeah. The, well, and the confidence to stand up there and have people yell insults at you and know that you've got it back. Like, that's, again, like, I, that's a bravery that a lot of comedians don't exhibit. And he's he's funny on shows. I just you know, it's a stock pick. But Jimmy Jimmy Carr's nah, my British. Guy. Yeah, I, sh- I I shit on it earlier, like half shit on it. But I I I think Jimmy Carr's really funny. I I think he's great. He's he's really good in roasts, um, yeah. and like guys that are good in roasts, you better be good in stand up too. Like like Jeff Jeff Ross leans on the roasts way too much. His stand up is Jeff Ross has had good stand up in his life. Like I'm not shitting on his stand up that much, <laughs> yeah. but. You can't just claim roasts. You, like if you he, claim roasts, you better be the best roast guy. Yeah. And you, it looks like he ate the Jeff Ross that used to do good stand-up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he is not he's not the best roast guy. Like, Jimmy Carr's better in roasts. Greg Giraldo yeah. was better in roasts. Uh, there's a lot of guys that are better in roasts than Jeff Ross. He just, like, claimed roasts for some reason. Colin Quinn's better in roasts. Um, yeah. So, anyway... Um, what am I? Oh, I'll I'll just get my international out of the way too. I told Dusty there's no way he's gonna pick this guy, and I knew there was no way he's gonna pick this guy. Tommy Tiernan. Um, Tommy Tiernan oh. <laughs> is an Irish comedian um, yeah. who most of his stand-up is just about Irish people and how Irish people are weird and the idiosyncrasies. Idiosyncrasies. Um, and um, he he would go back and forth with Chappelle as to who has the long the world record for the longest stand-up set. And I think he actually owns it right now. Um, I can't remember how long it is, but I think he owns the longest stand-up set. And uh, if you've never heard him, brilliantly funny. Um, he's offensive, but he's not like – he's offensive in the fact that he says the F word. Um, right. And uh, it's very interesting to get a uh, cultural comedian that is like a European cultural comedian um, – talking about like i said the little the little weirdness about his own culture and um i've been a fan of his for a very long time um and uh i don't think he gets enough rub in the states so if you get a chance check out tommy tiernan um i'm going to take for my current favorite comedian i'm going with a man who just released a special that we talked about i'm going with john mulaney okay yeah yeah i think mulaney's maybe the best guy working out there right now um since you already pictures i'll tell you it was between him and anthony jesselnick yeah who's my my best or the my favorite jesselnick almost made my ultimate <laughs> like my first list um, and i'll say quickly uh you know i think the various phases of Molini's career are interesting it'll be you know he's still funny 
the drugs were not what made John Mulaney funny. Um, a new in town, I pushed him, uh, is still a thing that I'll say now, you know, I don't think he's had a stand-up special that's missed, uh, and I'm, I'm glad that he's back and I hope to, that he keeps doing it, you know? Yeah, that's great. That's, that's a good one. Um, I am, hmm, you know, comedy troupe, man. Uh, I was going to go with Stella. Okay. Um, Stella is Michael Ian Black. I always forget the other Michael Showalter and what's the third guy's name? David Wayne. Um, very funny comedy troupe. Very yeah. funny comedy troupe. Um, but I gotta go with the Three Stooges, man. Um, yeah, you I, go classics. You know? I grew up. Uh, <laughs> it's funny, man. So I had the I had the Red Skelton thing, and I got into the other comedy, and then somehow I don't know where we got this. I got like a six hour or eight hour VHS tape of a Three Stooges marathon from like I don't know what channel it had a bunch of old WCW fucking uh uh ads on it and the only reason that I realized that is because as we've watched WCW I've seen things and I've been like <laughs> oh that was on my my three stooges tape that I yeah. that I watched until it broke um Oh it's Sting. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. Yeah. So um huge three stooges fan uh Curly was uh, incredible the, just the physical comedy. I mean um larry is probably <laughs> in terms of just pure comedy uh like comedy talent and not just being funny because you're fat or mean uh <laughs> larry is the man uh larry fine yeah. he was a classically trained violinist and he was very good at the violin um and apparently a pretty cool guy so um you got to give some love to the three stooges uh i, I i'm glad i mentioned stella because they deserve it but once you said Monty Python, it like opened my brain up to a bunch of different. Because I was thinking like Stella, does the Sklar brothers count? Because there's two of them. I was uh, thinking the Jackass guys might count because they're like a. That's a good uh, question. That's know. a good question. Yeah. Um, I had the Broken Wizard guys on my list. Oh, um, also a good one. Also a really yeah. good one. Um. I'm, I, okay, never mind. Never mind. Because you might say. So, it. <laughs> um. Okay, so I think. How would you feel if in the interest, because I don't think we're going to have a lot of crossover, in the interest of uh, finishing up, I'll just run my categories that are left, and then you can run your categories sure. that are left. Um, musical comedy, I'm a bigger fan of musical comedy than Andrew is, uh, bizarrely. Um, so I had to go with The Lonely Island. Um, Ooh. <laughs> I expected you to go fly to the Concords. They're on the list. Yeah, I think I've listened to The Lonely Island more. Okay, and Tenacious D is a weird one because I think they're a band that makes comedy. Yeah, songs. Yeah, they're a band that makes comedy songs and not a comedians that makes that make music. Yeah, so, I'm not. I'm not wholly excited about my musical comedy pick just because uh, I would pick Bo Burnham, but I told you I don't want to use right. that. For <laughs> uh, my favorite special, uh, probably the one I've watched the most all time, "Killing Them Softly," the Dave Chappelle <laughs> uh, special. I don't know that comedy gets any better than that's ever been. Um, we don't have to stay long on it. But yeah. um, comedian with a TV show, I'm taking Bernie Mac. The Bernie Mac show <laughs> was incredible. It's his stand-up in 22-minute increments. have to put Bernie Mac somewhere on here. He doesn't have any specials that I can find that are just him. Um, watch his Kings of Comedy set because it 
destroys the theater. <laughs> they have to rebuild that theater when he's done. Uh, and uh, and watch the set of him at the Apollo. They had to uh, rebuild the Apollo when he's done. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. I, I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. Yeah. I'm, I'm blessed, you understand? <laughs> yeah. uh, what did you say? I'm heavy structured. <laughs> yeah. uh, and best comedian in a, in a new format, I'm going Theo Vaughn on TikTok or Instagrams or Reels oh, that's or a good whatever. Call. Oh, I, fuck, don't, I don't know who I'm going to pick for that. Theo Vaughn is incredibly funny, but an hour of Theo Vaughn wears on me a little bit. <laughs> um, but in those like 30 second clips, minute clips, he might be the funniest dude on earth, you know? Um, yeah, that's there, a really he's good got call. A, he's got a Mitch Hedberg vibe to him where there is no one who talks like like Theo Vaughn does and no one who puts turns of phrase together <laughs> the way Theo Vaughn does and those are always a delight so those are my last categories just burn through them uh yeah hold on I'm I'm looking up a specific thing for because I just I just thought of who I'm going to use for for that one uh uh what the fuck hold on uh <laughs> um okay I, I like that a lot. Let me see if I can find this fucking... Okay, yeah, I found it. Um, okay, so... Uh, special. Uh, I'm going to go with Dave Chappelle's The Bird Revelation. Uh. Uh, that is him. Because I think... Equanimity and the bird revelation. Equanimity is a different one. Equanimity is the one in the theater, and the bird revelation is the one in the comedy store, I believe. Whichever I one. They, I think they put them together, but I think it's split. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, the one in the comedy store, I believe, is my favorite stand up special of all time. Um, I th- genuinely thought about putting um Bo Burnham's inside in this category. But it's not I wouldn't call it a stand up special. I wouldn't even call it a comedy special like I said. So um this is this is Dave Chappelle having so I've I've blown Dusty's eardrums out talking about this shit. <laughs> too too many fucking comedians do all their specials in theaters and arenas when that's not the best that comedy can be. Comedy is best served in a, an intimate setting low ceilings in a club uh for example canceled comedian chris D'Elia, god rest his soul um apparently running a sex cult um he is the funniest comic i've ever seen in a club uh hands down not even close i've seen a lot of guys nobody's been funnier than chris D'Elia. his specials kind of stink like there's been there's they have their moments but they're not nearly as good as him in a club but comics get on this like power trip and they they think they, they think that they're not selling themselves as big deals if they don't put themselves in a big old arena or, or theater for their special when every special is better if it's in a club and dave Chappelle proves that with the bird revelation so um watch the bird revelation if you haven't seen it um musical comedy com- musical comedian don't feel great about this one uh he's got some great songs Stephen lynch ah um, uh, yes uh <laughs> yeah. I do like Stephen Lynch. Yeah. Stephen Lynch is funny, but I feel like I could find somebody better than that. But um, ugly ass baby. <laughs> d- d- Damn, that's an ugly baby. <laughs> yeah. uh, the D and D song's really funny. Uh, Craig Christ. Uh, 
Yeah. So yeah, I'm going with Stephen Lynch. Uh, I almost picked Ray Stevens. That would have been my childhood pick. Okay. Because uh, the streak is very funny. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. That's every everybody's grandpa whose house I went to growing up had the Ray Stevens VHS that had all his music videos. It's me again, Margaret. Uh, and uh, I, I almost picked whoever wrote Camp Granada or, or yeah. Hello Mutta, Hello Fada. Yeah. Um, t- t- comedian TV show, Tough Crowd with Colin Quinn. Um, I didn't watch this show when it was on, I was too young, I didn't care. Um, but now I go back and watch it, and it is uh, it's basically the Opie and Anthony guys on a show talking about politics. It's Patrice O'Neill, Jim Norton, Rich Voss, Colin Quinn, Greg Giraldo. Um, and they were brutal, but, uh, they were actually, is one of the few people, few places on, on TV where, where funny, but thoughtful people were able to work out a lot of their, uh, differences on television and it wasn't censored. Um, I think it only made it two seasons. Uh, what a time we lived in, you know? Oh man, Jesus Christ. I've, I've watched some of watching some of that is just insane. So, um, yeah, I love Tough Crowd. You could you could go a million different directions with that with that category, because uh, comedians have gotten a lot of t- TV shows. Um, but yeah, Tough Crowd with Colin Quinn um, is mine. I think that's I think I've hit all of them. Um, okay. So uh, real quick, uh, I'll give I'll give quick shout outs because um, I want to I want to touch on guys that we didn't talk about. Louis C.K. We know he did some bad things. Still one of the best stand-up comedians of all time. I'm surprised I, neither of us picked him. I just couldn't. I couldn't be the dude that had Chappelle and and Louis. And Louis. Yeah, like, that, that is and, funny. And I, it is still hard. It is hard for me to reconcile listening to Louis, uh, knowing the things that he did. Yeah, um, let's let let's not adjudicate. Uh, if yeah, we yeah. if if we but stick to his stand-up, me, he's one of the best ever. Yes, but at this point, I couldn't feel good picking him, even though. There was a point where I thought he was the the best comedian possibly ever. Yeah, um, Mark Marin uh, deserves a shout out. Uh, very yeah. funny. Um, he had he had uh, his he had consecutive uh, specials. One was called "Not Sold Out," and the other one was called "Tickets Still Available," which is hilarious. Um, Pete Holmes, I love very much, and I think his stand up <laughs> is great. Cat Williams, slept on uh, comedian. Yeah, yeah. Um, Paul Mooney, uh, we miss you. Uh, I had a guy, Chris Porter. I don't know if you know Chris Porter. Chris Porter's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. Mark Normand for nowadays, uh, very funny guy. Um, Tom Segura, very funny. Yeah, I, I almost put Segura on my list, but I haven't listened to enough of his stuff to feel confident that it wasn't just like a, oh, here's a guy who's you know out, he's yeah you know. yeah. But I I know he's he's very good at what he does. Uh, Don Rickles. Uh, one of the greatest. He, he if yeah. if not for Red Skelton, he might have been my uh, my uh, classic comedian. He was just basically the Rat Pack comic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and I had like Conan O'Brien, who I know is not technically a stand-up comedian, but like I don't know if there's anybody that's influenced what I think is funny yeah. as much as as Conan O'Brien. I just couldn't rightfully put him in. And then there were guys like. I know Sandler did stand up, and I know Farley did stand up, and I know those guys. And, Jim Carrey, and, and yeah, and like Sandler was known for doing stand up, but that's not what I think of when I think of Adam Sandler. So I couldn't put him on a pure stand up list. Yeah, I briefly considered Sandler, but it was the same thing for me. Um, yeah. 
funniest guy of all time list sure but yeah and, for, and we for, need to do a comedic actors list at some point yeah um, but just for stand-up I, I couldn't bridge the gap for, yeah you know. uh, i had to give a shout out to rory scoville uh recently did a fully improvised stand-up special which takes a lot of balls i think he's one of the funniest guys in the world um but not really well known he's done some acting but uh, i think he's brilliant um for uh, Mar uh maria bamford um yeah uh, she is she is brilliant. She's as weird as it gets. Um, yeah. She did a stand up special in in front of just her parents, which uh, <laughs> I haven't watched it, but I I bet it's the idea is better than the execution. But the idea is so good, like that it's so funny <laughs> but, because but, like the symbolism there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Galifianakis, um, live at the Purple Onions, one of the best specials. Yes, ever. I thought live. about Galifianakis for musical comedian, but I didn't know if it counted. Yeah. He didn't. He doesn't have the the pedigree necessarily of the other guys and like Brian Posehn's very funny, but he's just sort of, a, he's just a funny guy. He he's fucking funny. Yeah. He doesn't cross, I, he, but he doesn't Brian cross the, the pantheon for me, you know, like I think Patton's better than him. And so Patton is yeah. the guy that, that I stay on. Uh, Gary Shandling um, is, yeah. is genuinely a legend. Uh, one of the funniest guys to, I ever. I need to watch the Larry Sanders show. Me I've too. I haven't it. watched the Larry Sanders show, which apparently is like a travesty for a comedy fan that I haven't uh, seen. David it. Cross. Oh yeah. Did, fucking brilliant. Cool, um, I also need to watch Mr. Show. There's, there are gaps, you know, in between that I, you know, I can't, I haven't covered everybody, but yeah. Uh, Stephen Wright, obviously yeah. you know the god the godfather of sort of absurd non sequiturs um he could have made the list but... oh i just remembered i didn't do the the new the new form guy oh yeah yeah so the new form guy for me not not a lot of people are gonna know who i'm talking about his name's drill he's on twitter he's one of the most like he's consensus best guy on twitter ever um okay i think people found out who he was he's like a comedy writer um, but he write he writes like nonsense, um, really stupid tweets. Like he tweeted one time out of nowhere, issuing correction on a previous post of mine regarding the terror group ISIL. You do not under any circumstances gotta hand it to them. <laughs> um, yeah. If well, you ever get being, a chance, being good at Twitter is very hard. Being funny on Twitter is very hard. Yeah, I had a little run when I was doing stand-up when I was good on Twitter, but I just can't do it anymore. I, I Every once in a while, I'll come out with a good one, but like... Uh, I know pro comedians I've listened to on podcasts who quit Twitter and said, the whole time I never felt good at it. And those are dudes that get paid to do comedy. Well, I miss it's, the golden era of Twitter when it was funny and then fucking Donald Trump ruined it and now it's just... Now, now Elon yeah. Musk ruined it and it's all just people getting shot and racism. Um, yeah. So... Um, rest in peace for Twitter, but check out Drill at D-R-I-L, um, the, maybe the greatest tweeter of all time. Um, I also want to mention Todd Glass, uh, my homeboy. Um, just, he kind of, he plays around with the form a lot. He also, um, he also, uh, he's the type of guy that'll like bring a live band with him because he just loves the old nightclub style <laughs> shit, which I think is great. Yeah. Um, and uh yeah i i smoked weed with him and it was great so personal friend <laughs> personal friend um, todd glass yeah so i think i mean look if you wanted more talk about stand-up i don't know where else you're gonna find it you know yeah holy shit um, if you have questions let us know <laughs> yeah we've exhausted the idea um i think next week if you're up to it andrew we should come back with our guy who couldn't be in this category 
I think we should do our. I think we should do Weird Al, man. Do Weird Al? What do you mean? I think it's Weird Al time. How do how do you do Weird Al? We just talk about Weird Al for a a whole episode. Yeah, we draft songs. We talk about. (laughs) Yeah, dude, you fucking. We do our favorite. We do our favorite songs. We make a list. Whatever. Okay. Um, Man, does that mean I need to watch Weird, the new movie? Um, I think Weird. I think Weird deserves the shine, man. But we shouldn't. I'm down to watch Weird, but we shouldn't review review Weird. Like it shouldn't be a whole review situation. Um, But yeah, I'm down for that. I fucking love Weird Al. Uh, Weird Al is the shit. Running with scissors is one of the greatest things ever made. (laughs) Also, Um, a pillar of comedic. uh, You know, if we're holding up a four post bed of like The Simpsons, some stand up Conan (laughs) O'Brien, Weird Al. That's you know, that's my Sugar Ray bed. That I lay in every morning. I was, t- uh, I was, it was funny. Uh, somebody, somebody mentioned I was doing, uh, I was doing karaoke, uh, the night before I moved and, uh, somebody mentioned, uh, needing something that was 10 minutes long. Like, oh, oh yeah, I'm just going to go up and pick the longest song ever. And somebody said, you're going to go up and do Albuquerque. And I went, oh dude, we have to, let, 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 can we talk <laughs> you and I? Uh, Cause yeah, I had just ran a, a mile at the gym that day. And I knew I needed something that was going to last like nine or ten minutes, so yeah. I played Albuquerque. Not the best thing to run to, but no. uh, <laughs> you're not Stranglehold by Nugent. You no, <laughs> no. You should have listened to Jesus of Suburbia, dude. I I had listened Pump to it the up. day before, so I didn't. Uh, uh, but yeah, that's that's generally the one. Yeah. It's crazy how long that amount of time feels when you're running. But anyway, um, yeah. yeah, my voice is gone. So let's do Weird Al. We're, we're, I'm down we're to do Weird Al. Al. Let's do Weird Al. Yeah. So the biggest uh, ball of twine in Minnesota. <laughs> uh, your cat just came out to check on you. So we'll, uh, we'll say goodbye. <laughs> we say adieu. Thank you to everyone who listened. Um, obviously we love stand up. We love you. Uh, hit us up. Let us know uh, if there's somebody you loved or you disagree or you would have still picked Louie. I don't know. Whatever your thoughts are, uh, let us know on Twitter. And uh, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week because Kayfabe is dead, but we're alive. The Snart Marks, and we're about to get weird out. Oh, shit. It's been one week since we got to see <laughs> Cheating Lovers and Cousins at Mary. Nymphomaniac is back on Crocus. Electron animals attack whale. It's a reprehensible behavior. Hitting the nose, tear off the close to the toes. That's how it goes. It gets so violent. They have to sign a waiver. <laughs> <laughs> hoop, hoop, hoop. <laughs>